0: This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ratz with Longleaf Reptilia, and you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast.
1: Part of the Herpeticulture Network. Check it. Yeah, so we're, I mean, up there, I'm sure it's probably already snowing. Like, is it, our, is it like stupid cold up there already?
2: Uh, on and off. It hasn't stuck, but it started snowing already. We're at like zero yeah. minus five. It's getting oh there. Oh, my.
0: Yeah. See, <laughs> we're like zero minus five. It's getting cold. We're sitting here saying like,
1: is 66 too warm to start cooling things down? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, we started a long time ago here. Yeah. Like Jesus. end That's of some... October.
1: You guys have a summer of like two months, right?
2: Yeah. It's like four. It's not so bad. It's like uh, end of April to like mid September yeah it's not too bad <coughs> yeah so i mean like to it.
1: at night it's been dropping it's been getting like low 50s some mornings it's been like upper 40s when i get up and i'm out walking yeah, the dog and stuff but then like 40s, come dude. like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon it's like 75 almost 80
0: yeah it was 80 the other day so i was walking around in my it's kind of hard to today. cool I things <laughs> when it's
1: one season in the morning and then another season in the afternoon yeah
2: so um, does the temperature outside affect your uh reptile rooms
0: yeah it's been affecting (laughs) it's been affecting mine (laughs) a lot it's been kind of annoying this transition is weird because like the house my i rely on my house heat a lot you know and my ac in there to kind of keep things regulated you know and it it stays pretty even until this time of year where it gets cold and then you have the heat on but then the ac doesn't turn on because you have the heat on then it gets hot during the day and then it's too hot but then you have the ac on and then you don't turn the heat on at night and it gets too cold and it's it's a whole thing it's annoying i know exactly what Um, you mean (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure you do yeah but um yeah no that and that's why like what i was about to say with like the cooling thing as far as colubrids go like i I was thinking about cooling for a shorter period because like we don't have severe winters here. So I was thinking about just cooling January and February, just doing like a 60 day thing or maybe of end, end of December to through end of February, you know, and then, that's know,
1: kind of the question that we continually ask ourselves is how long is enough? Like how that's what's you know, the that, minimum time but that I cooling think, is effective to where it gets the the hormones and stuff where they need to be.
0: And it could also depend on where your clubers are from. Like yeah. do you have stuff from the south that where they don't get severe? Oh winters? yeah, the corns and bears don't worry
1: about it. Like those have to yeah, get in so like that, the that might the mid be a to low 50s. Yeah, that so it might it be a different
0: store. Yeah, you you might have to you might have to wait though. That's why I wish day. my dad hadn't gotten
1: rid of that giant
0: cooler fridge thing because yeah,
1: that thing would have been. Could perfect.
2: you could you fit an actual like enclosure in there? No, like it, a was just, it was just
1: it was it it was like what maybe two feet wide, three yeah. feet wide, and probably like uh, six yeah. or seven feet tall, and it was okay. just a it was just a refrigerator more or less. Yeah, and my beautiful. dad he used it when he was breeding Alterna a lot a lot
0: of people use and that it was method, yeah like and it was perfect because he
1: just had a uh, tarp draped over the front that he could just lift if he needed to go in there but it was 55 it was dark and he just put him in there and let him ride until he woke him up you know whenever so
2: see i Plus, have an unfinished basement sorry yeah it's, yeah it's like five degrees colder in there so anything i need to cool i can just mm-hmm. move in there for a couple of weeks and then yeah yeah
0: we're
1: pretty, pretty much crazy. under sea level so we don't have basements Right. Yeah. That yeah. would be nice. I'm kind of jealous of the guys that do because they're like Weirdly yeah, be underwater. I just, <laughs> I just throw everything in the basement and I'm like,
3: Yeah.
1: It's if it you almost, have a basement around here, it's weird. Like someone someone fucked up. Your you house. Basically <laughs> You're basically supposed to, to have a basement. You
0: basically have to be on like the edge of like a really steep hill and your basement is like kind of on, like, on the edge on the hill of the hill and like your house is just it's not even really like, underground there. Yeah, it's not yeah. underground. It's just a floor. Yeah, it's not underground at all, but I know
1: exactly
2: what you mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: last yeah. year I cooled everything in my closet, which got into like low 60s, upper 50s. And granted, I just had corns and and beards in there, but it's like I want I I kind of have an issue doing that again because if they're not getting cold enough, then their metabolism is still sort of on. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So if it's still like comfortable it's not like cold which is what I would I would say 50s is cold um like if they're hovering in that 60 range like they're not fully off
0: yeah and that's right. the, and so there's still a the problem there's
1: still metabolism is still going and still doing things you know and but it
0: cannot it can damage them because yeah, it, it's cold enough for it to for their for their bodies not to work properly but it's not too cold for them to you know shut down right they're so, still digesting I mean? but they don't want to be eating Exactly. You know, like it's too cold for, and it's too cold for them to digest. They would probably try and eat. If you tried to feed them, they'd probably try and eat, but they wouldn't be able to digest it because it's too cold. But they would still want it because it's just warming up. You know, and because colubrids are just some people don't even cool the
1: bears down. Honestly, there's been people that like, what yeah. I did with my pair was I just put them on the bottom shelf, turned off their heat, and they yeah. stayed at, like, 70 for and a that's couple what I'm months, saying, and I like am saying, them, and they bred no problem. That
0: stuff that comes from those areas that don't really get those serious winters, like, you know, South Texas and, you know, those, those types of places, they don't get that serious of—
1: Here's a question. Do normal—like, if I went and bought a used refrigerator or something— is there are, are those usually some have kind, some, sort yeah. of, some sort of dial on them to adjust the temperatures? Some
0: do. Some do, but you can wire a thermostat to it.
1: Dude. That was the nice thing about that one my dad had is he it was I think it was digital. Mm-hmm. And you could just go in there and set it. Like But I'm also not about to spend a couple thousand dollars mm. on one of those
2: damn something yeah. the same because it's a, like a I'm restaurant. I'm going to do raid. a little looking right now
0: actually. <laughs> I'm going to search it um
2: my samsung fridge has the option to change mm-hmm. temperature but i don't know how high up it goes yeah yeah or if it'd be enough
1: yeah that's how it is i i will say i guess that is one of the downsides of the south is like when you have to cool things that you know like all the montane rat snakes like asian stuff you know your bamboo rats and whatnot i would love to keep them but i can't because my room is way too hot for them right like even ambient like those need to be Low seventies, mid sixties. Like they are not meant to be kept hot, hot. So or warm even.
2: Not even in a garage or anything.
1: Yeah, I just even in the summer it's brutal in here. In the winter it's cold. You know, it's it's a few degrees warmer than whatever it is outside. Um, in the winter, but that's why I we were just talking about like I, in our little group chat. I I put this little Govi brick in here to monitor it over the last week or so. Okay. It's a little temperature, humidity, Bluetooth reader thing. They're awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: this one, you just and it monitors and shows you on a graph like your temperatures and how they've changed and stuff. And it's been slowly dropping. Um, yeah. And I was oh, that's actually cool. I was getting, yeah, like they're, they're like 20 bucks on Amazon. They're, they're super cheap and they're awesome. And you can get like a million of them and put them on your app. And I just write on the back, which one it is, you know, one, two, three, four, whatever.
2: And, uh, Sweet. Yeah, mine was like 30 bucks and it does not have that option.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was just getting a second opinion, you know, from from like JT at Silent Hill Reptiles and stuff, and like is this cool enough? You know, is the garage if it's in the upper sixties, low seventies during the day and then fifty two at night, is that okay? Like the higher temps, the lower temps I'm not as worried about. And he said he starts brumating his stuff about at that time. Like it's, it's that warm when he goes into brumation, but he's also in Pennsylvania. So he's closer to you than he is to me. Okay. Yeah. If not about in the middle, actually.
2: So, but still colder than what it gets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like snow here is, is like a 10 year, like once a decade event. Like, and even then it's like all of what, two or three inches. And people if that, life.
0: people man, don't know what to do when Cute. we get, <laughs> when, we get <laughs> when we get two or three inches, hell just froze over. Yeah, everyone like, freaks
1: out. Everyone goes and like play. wipes the shelves clean of everything. People Pandemic. Don't know how to drive on. Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I mean, I lived in Connecticut and Virginia, so I I know what like actual snow looks like. Right, and then yeah. people down here are just like, "What do we do?" I remember in high school it started. We got like a little flurry, and people were like, literally, kids were like, "What is that?" They'd never seen snow before. I'm like, "What do you mean? What yeah. is that, dude? It's snow!" They're like, "Oh my god!"
2: <laughs> Everyone freak out. Yeah, yeah they're no. like, "This is
1: incredible!" I was like, "It's it's fun for like a day, yeah. and then after that, it it starts to kind of suck."
2: When I meet some of this new cannons and they they're freaking out over snow, I'm like, "Give it three hours," and <laughs> but two to three inches is nothing here. Like they yeah, people go massive. on their lives like it's like yeah, like it's not even snowing. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A lot of the roads froze over. And then in like the shadowy spots on the roads under the big oak trees and stuff we have down here, it stayed, the ice stayed there for a few days, even after everything else had melted. And so people were like losing control of their cars because they couldn't really see it, but it was still there. And just like ice, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, just crazy. What are you doing? Searching so, fridges. Yeah, I, I was. I didn't find
0: anything, but I just remembered something else. I took down. I'm gonna see if I can I mean, find surely it. Surely,
1: there's something on Facebook or Craigslist.
0: No, I was looking at see if there's any temperature-controlled like refrigerators, and it really didn't really find anything.
1: Well, anyways, while you're doing that, this is episode 142 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. Just brought to you by Steve Snake Shreds Venom Hot Sauces. Please check him out. If you support him, if you get his hot sauces, you're helping him do public outreach, uh, snake removals and relocations. Uh, I believe he's even helping injured snakes or, or herps in general that people bring to him. Um, he's doing a lot of events and stuff and, and spreading the word about native. And he's got some exotic stuff too. So if you buy his Venom hot sauce. You're helping him directly. He's also a good dude. Uh, awesome, I am dude. Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
0: I'm Jacob Brown's of Longleaf Reptilian.
1: Mm, well, that was smooth. Mm. I was. We changed it up a little bit. Yeah, Just something a little different.
0: It was a little backwards. That's good. That's all good. Uh,
1: this week, we are coming to you. Well, at least half of the show is coming to you from from the Great White North. Uh, is it? You're in Ottawa. I am in Ottawa, yeah. Uh, so the capital. Yeah, I had to look it up on a map. And <laughs> yeah, it's Canada, not very
2: well known.
0: Yeah,
1: Canada's way bigger than I. Yeah. Than I, I.
0: Canada's huge, forget man. Forget it
2: is, and
1: way I'm emptier always,
0: than. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I was for some reason I thought Ottawa was more like to the center and like in the middle of the country, and I look, I'm like, dude, it's like right over the border from like Vermont.
2: Yeah, we're like New York is like five hour drive from here, six hour drive from That's here. Crazy. What? Yeah. 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 Damn.
1: Yeah, it's massive. It was like, good God. Yeah. Like, I knew it was big, but it's when you look at it on a map in, in relation to, like, the U.S., then you're like, whoa. Toronto's yes. in the
2: same province, and it's, like, a five-hour drive from here.
1: <laughs> I mean, the provinces are huge. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, all of them are, right? Is there any smaller ones? What's the smallest one?
2: I'm not good at geography, but <laughs> and I don't know, but all of them are pretty big. Like, there's no... I don't think there's one that's like significantly smaller than the rest. Hmm. I could be wrong though. Don't quote me on that.
1: So, how far are you? How far of a drive is Montreal? Uh,
2: an hour, not two hours. It's not, okay. it's not that's bad, a bad. Yeah. Quebec is like ju- just over the border for us as well. So, you can drive like 15, 20 minutes from where I am and end mm-hmm. up in Quebec, like in the other province. Oh,
0: that's crazy, man. Did, yeah. you gr- did you grow up there?
2: I didn't, I've actually, only. this is why, well, my geography is bad, because I don't actually, I've only been in Canada for seven years now.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll
1: circle back real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. uh, Fadi, is your last name pronounced Nade?
2: Yeah, Nade,
0: yeah. Hey, I hey. It again. Every time, Boy. man. He's, he's like 10 for 10 on it's last them, names, them, man. It's the, You're good. You're good. the
2: three me. or
1: four years of Spanish and just the Latin and all that stuff. Most people is. get it wrong.
2: I'll tell you that.
1: Of uh, yeah, so this is this is Fowdy of Daffy's Reptiles. Yes, sir. And uh, I was just on his show Tuesday night. That episode will be released down the line at some point, but
2: a couple of weeks from now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's been into the show for a while, and I know you and I have talked a good bit on Instagram over the last like year or two. Yeah. Um, so I was like, dude, we don't have anybody lined up for Thursday
0: let's do it let's do it to it.
2: yeah thank you guys for having me on man this is uh this is um, like super excited and yeah. seeing you guys yeah. just do the intro in person that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
1: i yeah funny. i you know i was thinking about that when i was setting everything up i was like you know we do kind of like throw it on people
0: yeah we kind of like, do kind
1: of just it's like hey we're going oh oh okay like, yeah
2: just kinda... but you know what it makes it easier I think it, it is. It easier. It's, I, I just
0: kind of like to push him yeah. in the deep end, you know, sink or swim type deal. I don't know.
2: The combo just starts. It's yeah, all about
1: just keeping it natural and keeping it.
0: That's why at first he. That's why at first he would never tell me when we were starting because we'd just be talking he'd be just be looking like he's on a computer. But, and ten minutes later, he's like, "Well, anyway, so this is episode." I'm like, "What the f?" If I, I
2: remember, remember those like, episodes. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't
1: it have been weird if I was going to be like, "Okay, we're going to start." In
0: like 10 all right, we're starting now. Three. Yeah, Dude, and then you get you know, all
1: like weird and stuff.
2: Your heart yeah. starts beating like right before. It's like
1: yeah. getting a shot. Yeah. If someone <laughs> distracts you, you don't even notice when they hit you with it. If they're like coming at you with like a like Michael Myers style with it. You're yeah, probably
0: going to be a little more. You also hate shots, it. so that's... I'd be
2: worried if they were holding Michael Myers style anyway.
0: Yeah, it's I just mean, coming I at mean, you <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want that person to give me a shot. Like man. this is only the second no time
1: I've done this. Hold still. <laughs>
0: I'm not worried about shots. Don't worry. I've been
1: administering medication since today. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually speaking of Michael Myers. So I'm super pumped because my wife got me a new Glock for my birthday slash Christmas. And I'm hoping I go and can pick it up tomorrow. I was looking at little backplate covers that you get for the oh, slide yeah. and they have there's the glockstore.com has a Michael Myers one like just the mask and I'm like I got to get that.
0: Dude, Billy so, would love that.
1: It's going to drive Phil crazy cuz Phil works so Phil works at a gun shop in okay. South Florida. That's where Katie got with Phil. She bought it. Phil sent it up to the local store to me. And so I was like texted Phil all day. I'm like, dude, I want to get this trigger, like a new trigger set, put this in and do this and do that. He's like, dude, just leave it stock. And I was like <sighs> Fuck that! I'm gonna make this thing look like a fucking trapper keeper. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna make this like the it's gonna douchiest vlog Gold going like, gold. And and, oh my god! Like I just
2: and then just pull up in your car and yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> yeah. never like never actually have to brandish it. Or clap, clap, or anything Like that, it's just gonna stay concealed.
2: Oh my god. But I know, like stuff
1: like that probably drives Phil crazy because he's like, he, "Dude,
0: he the sees sun's gonna catch that thing wrong and it's gonna blind somebody." Come on. I was gonna just say
2: like, it'll be pretty hard to conceal as gold-plated. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I mean it'll still be like black. I just the like all the aftermarket stuff I was looking at, I was gonna do like uniform and make it gold so that it everything matches. Well, what's but... his
0: argument for keeping it stock?
2: it's like with snakes purists versus
1: <laughs> no i mean i do understand it because i was solid, talking about so solid. i was talking about putting like a, <laughs> a a trigger kit in it that lightens that pull so it's not nearly as as so you have like i don't know how in the loop you are with guns but stock I, I know, blocks I know come with like well. a five and a half pound trigger pull give or take and you can get kits that basically they're just different parts that are, uh, machined differently slightly to make that pull lighter. So you can get some that it, are like, is four this pounds. a gun? Is
0: this a gun that you're concealed carrying? Yes. I would <laughs> not do that then because you don't want to say you don't want to leave your safety on if you're concealed carrying. So you want a heavy trigger pull to prevent well, any, there, it's a Glock.
3: There are no external
0: safeties at all. Wait, okay. Then, then there you go. You want to have your trigger. It pull. still has
1: the same safeties.
0: Yeah. I realize. the that,
1: difference that, is but... it just makes it smoother.
0: Yeah, and I drop it down. From like do a you re- how like smooth a do you pound? need it if you're pulling it or on somebody five feet away from you? Like, it makes a difference. how smooth do you really need it? Yeah, it makes a difference if you're shooting at a target. That's, that's not even. If, yeah, I dude, tell me I'm wrong though. If you're shooting at a no, target, yes, it makes a difference, 100. But this is a concealed carry weapon. You gotta think if you're doing that, you're pulling from the hip and you're pow pow, you're going. <laughs> well, that's five like feet away doing from this? you. No dude, you're pulling you're going but you're not thinking about your trigger pull and that and that cuz if you're pulling a gun you're shooting. Yeah, you know, no ifs well, ands or buts okay. you pull gun so somebody you're pulling Phil's the trigger. Phil's
1: reasoning does make some sense and he's like, you know, if god forbid something happens and you had to shoot someone, he's like the karens in the world or the karens in court rather yep. would be like, "Why did he adjust his gun to make it easier to shoot and smoother and like faster and
0: Yeah.
1: That I understand but at the same point. time it's like I'd kind of rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. But I mean, that's also sort of the whole point of of guns, period.
0: See, I would leave my concealed carry pretty much stock, and then I would deck out like my target pistol. I would put my I money see, I, don't, I, don't I would put, I put my money into a target pistol that I enjoy shooting and I <laughs> I can have fun with, but my concealed carry is gonna be pretty much
1: My argument for Phil was is. like, did the samurai just go and find any old sword they found around their place and be like, Yeah, this will do. It's like
2: a <laughs> rusty old dagger. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was like, Yeah, this butter knife will work. Let's just use that. <laughs> But I was just messing with the whole time. I was like, dude, I'm going to do this and this and this. And some of it was like I do want to do, but some of it I was like, I know this probably drives me crazy, just like the people that come in the cigar shop and they want like the most expensive, fanciest thing they can get. And they don't know nothing about cigars. Yeah, and I'm sure Phil sees that daily. Dudes that are like, I've never been in the military. I'm not a SEAL, but I want to make a gun that
2: could. that I want to recreate the gun that killed Bin Laden.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, see, I know nothing about guns, and it's, like, impossible to get guns here. Well, not impossible, it really? but it's, it's really tough. Like, you can get them for hunting, but just, like, mm-hmm. uh, just a Glock or anything, it's, like, almost impossible.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I made some, so I have a, a forty caliber, I have a Glock 27 right now, and I made some adjustments to that, which did, and they were small, minor stuff compared to, like, replacing the trigger and everything on, on what I want to do. And that made a big difference as far as just the smoothness and the... And the brake and, and stuff like that so i may just do something similar with this and just and call it but what do
0: you what what kind of clock did you hear
1: it's a 43x so it's like the same sort of footprint of a 19 but slimmer
0: was it shoot nine yeah nice nine millimeters the best considered. and
1: that was phil's other argument he's like dude it's a nine like my 40 that's you need all the help you can get with that because yeah. it's a smaller Glock to begin with. And so that thing can get kind of hard to hold on to.
0: Yeah. Small frame That's, guns, small and frames and bullets. 40 no, calibers uh, Do not mix. Well, so these small frames and any caliber the are the, handle. the story
1: is fucking America, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
2: getting a gun. <laughs> yeah.
1: tell Phil, like I can make it look like a, A freaking tuner from Fast and Furious if I want to. This is America, damn it.
0: Dude, please
1: don't. I'll spend more on the extra parts than I did the gun. Just like the people that buy, like, 95 Civics and, like, deck them out with. All kinds (laughs) of bullshit. Can't actually do anything with it. Can't actually go fast, but damn, does it look cool.
2: And sound cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they sound super cool.
1: But ran.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, off that. Um
1: <laughs> What's happening?
0: Yeah. What's let's get let's get what's the up? rundown, man. Let's get the story. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's, I get excited. Huh? Huh?
2: Tangents tangents are good. I like
1: yeah. I like my guns, man. No, I, like, a, I don't I like consider guns, myself yeah. a gun nut. But I'm a gun person. Damn it. Yeah, that's I a love good way to guns, put it. dude. They're fun. Oh awesome. my
0: god, I'm not crazy about guns, but I love my guns. I have a lot of guns. <laughs> I'm not very open about that, but yeah, I have a lot of guns.
1: It's well, we're at a point now where if you're like super vocal about it, people
2: frown upon it. Yeah. The Karens of the world, as you said earlier, the of the world. Yeah,
3: and
1: just people in general. Yeah. I have the US is in a very, so what? Very interesting okay. time right now. Socially. Very bizarre. Yeah. Um, Is it
2: cold
0: up there? <laughs> it is
2: it, it is cold up here.
0: We've been over I mean, this. Right now, Schmitty. it's pretty
2: warm in here, but it's cold up here.
1: It's getting how difficult is it to manage temps and stuff there?
2: I guess it depends on on your house. So the place I was living before here, I had to get uh, like an external what are they called? Space heaters. Yeah. I had to put one in the center of the room because it just no matter what I did, it would just even during the summer, it was getting like it was colder inside than it was outside somehow with no AC on. Um but here with no in the AC way, on it, it made no <laughs> sense. But uh in in I moved like a year ago and in this place it's there's like central AC and central heating. So I've been good so far. This is gonna be the second winter in it, but uh we'll see. Nice. Yeah, it's not too bad. Like the room usually mm-hmm. stays around, I'm sorry, I, I usually use uh, Celsius, but I can convert it. I usually stays around like 22, uh, which is like 71, 72. So it's not too mm-hmm. bad. No.
1: Do you struggle though? If Because I mean, you guys, surely you run heat more than you run AC typically, right? Yeah. Like overall it's, throughout the year. Yeah. Right? It's like
2: running like November to, to like end of March, the heat is on. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a lot of problems with higher humidity yeah, animals? Yeah, that's
2: what I was saying. Right. Um, it's getting to it can yeah I do have like yeah I'm running like an external uh, humidifier as well okay but then I also have all my system on mist kings so okay. uh, it goes like on the mist king it goes off four times a day so makes my life easier yeah, that's sure that helps yeah. A lot,
1: yeah. so what's yeah, your uh...
2: <laughs> I'd say the biggest struggle of being like of the cold is actually like transporting animals back and forth or like oh, going okay. to an expo and like bringing mm. it home like that's that's where the cold actually plays in. In fact,
3: right.
1: So how, when did you, did you, get into to herps and sort of the general intro stuff? And then what's your, what are you currently yeah. keeping working with?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I've been breeding fish since I was like seven, eight, a very, very long time, but mostly like, I don't know if you guys know fish, but most of like the live rare is the easier stuff. And then, uh, I moved to Canada in 2015 And I was uh, like living in a dorm and I got pretty bored. I was like, you know, it's my first time without like a tank or something. Mm -hmm. And I've always been into like snakes as well. But uh, living at home, obviously, my mom never let me have one. So I was like, I'm going to the pet store. I'm finding a snake. Uh, Of course, doing all my research, it it was going to be a ball python. So I went in looking for a ball python. <laughs> of course, that's just what was available. Of course it was. <laughs> but I didn't end up getting it, actually, because they didn't have any. A, the, it was like a really small pet store that only had like two crested geckos. So I ended up picking up one of those. I mean, you said good, but crested gecko is kind of like the ball python of the gecko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jake has a ball
2: python and he loves it.
0: I him. do have a ball python. I mean, I've been trying to find somebody who's just going to take him. But, uh, Send to I mean, Dom. Yeah i see if dominic wants some. dominic you want a normal ball python message me yes if you do oh he's normal like, as well yeah like twice. yeah no he's normal yeah he's normal as i'll get out the christmas gift he eats frozen out. thawed like nobody's business
2: there you go the biggest struggle yeah. with ball pythons is their eating habits but
0: yeah no, but anyway got
2: uh so crested gecko uh i ended up like three four months there. that's when i really like got into the hobby started watching all the youtube videos and then and doing all the research and everything so three four months later I got a female and it's kind of just you know snowballed from there, um, there you, go. you can see behind me I don't yeah I know this is like an audio one but you guys can see behind me how many tanks yeah. I'm at now it's, it's it's grown a lot in the last past five six years so um I've got currently crested geckos morning geckos uh I have a halmahera gecko I uh, don't know if you guys have ever heard of that they're like yeah they them. call them the poor man's lychee. yeah yeah He's a jerk, bites me every time I go in the tank. <laughs> um, and then I'm working with the Gonotodes al- albugularis, probably butchered that. It's a uh, Costa Mican, uh they call it the yellow-headed gecko, it's the common name, but I've seen yellow-headed gecko be referred, like, multiple different species is it the, be referred to as yellow-headed.
1: The smaller ones?
2: Yeah, they're like... The size of a morning. Oh, yeah, echo. we they're were like, talking oh, about cr-
1: those recently because I saw those on Underground was selling some and I was like, those look like they'd be a freaking blast.
2: They are a lot of fun, but you can't get too close to the cage. Like, they freak I ha- out. yeah, they like instantly disappear and they're small enough to like, I made a mistake of making the tank mostly cork bark mm-hmm. and they fit through the little like cracks in the cork bark. So if they want to, oh. I-, I won't see them for like a week. But the cool thing is they eat a lot. So every time I throw food in, they're like running out. Hmm. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, those yeah. those
2: look like fun. I was the males especially, they're they're freaking cool looking. Beautiful. Man. Uh yellow with like blue on the, all over, like dark blue, but the coolest part is like around the mouth and near mm-hmm. the eyes, like a light blue patch. That's that's really nice.
1: Yeah. Now yeah. that I'm now that I'm dealing with bugs again, I may that's Get kind of the bad the thing now. Like now that I've now that I got the ackies and I'm doing my own feeders again, now I'm going back to looking at some lizards and being like, you know, I keep talking about liking those and wanting some and now it's like
2: Honestly, Dude, if you're man. gonna get back into micro geckos, I recommend getting into Stenodactylus over uh, over these guys because those guys are always out. They're always basking. Mm-hmm. They're always sitting, and they're about the same size. A uh, little bit bigger. Uh, I got you. Yeah, they're like both micro geckos, but uh, I find that the Stenodactylus are a little more interesting as a starter. I know eventually you're gonna end up getting all of them, but <laughs> yeah,
1: Dustin uh, Dustin Gron does the Oedura. And I don't, those are Australian. I don't, I don't know if those are necessarily like a micro gecko, but those look, those are pretty cool looking too. What are they called? I'll, I'll send you a picture
2: sure. from his, uh,
0: yeah. I'm loving my, uh, my Chinese cave geckos, man.
2: Yeah. He mentioned yeah. it the other day. And that there, <laughs> that's a species I'm very interested in as well. They're, they're cool. Are they, are they like always hiding or?
0: They do hide quite a bit, but like I I do. Yeah, they hide, but they come out in the evenings a lot. I do like the other last night. Normally, there's usually one or two out during the evening and they kind of alternate between hiding and coming out. There's one the other night I poked poked in, you know, stuck my big ass head in front of it, like, (laughs) you know, and uh, he was out just like looking at me. He was climbing around on his moss. They're cool. They're neat, man. I don't know.
2: Yeah, because I find they're very similar to like leopard geckos, and leopard geckos are very like inquisitive. They're always out looking around.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, they 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 care a lot. They're like a wet leopard gecko. A wet almost. leopard gecko. Yeah, like an yeah. African
2: fat tail, closer to.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. super neat though, man. They're really cool lizards. The way they they, they look cool. Yeah, and they're really de- they're not defensive. They haven't like kind of you know done their little bark at me yet or anything. They yeah. they haven't done any of that, but they'll they'll like pick up their tails and pick their heads up at me and stuff and you know get all defensive they're they're cool
2: and the do that too. they'll yeah. put, their, put their little bodies up and then like wave their tail at me and yeah they, they these little screams it's, yeah. it's adorable <laughs> See, I yeah i had one of yours was doing
1: that when i was unpacking them yeah and i remember when i had leopard geckos you saw them doing that it was like don't you dare drop your tail like yeah, don't, don't do sh- it don't, don't, don't freaking do it and when they yeah. start doing the wave, I'm like, oh crap. Like, yeah. I put it back and like put it back in the box and made it dark. I was like, go back to be Go like, back, go back. I don't yeah. want to break Jake's geckos. Yeah,
2: please. Don't. Break.
0: <laughs> they're super neat though. I'm just waiting for them to get big or bigger, man. Cause like I'm so scared to just like touch them. Yeah. They're so yeah. tiny. Like they're literally like finger size my index finger like maybe like they're so freaking tiny and
2: you know that's the only size i've ever seen them at i've never seen an adult like every time they come in here or i've seen them at expos or anything they're always like finger size which is kind of what like deterred me from getting them too i'm like i want to see like an adult in person and kind of yeah
0: yeah they're like leopard gecko size they're 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 a good size gecko yeah. um there yeah i'm super excited man i'm just ready for them to get big and figure out what kind of sexes i have because i have four of them so i'm just i bought up my buddy had a lot of them and you know he was like you know you can take as many as you want i got four and but he couldn't give me sexes because they have to be a little bigger to actually be able to tell and yeah you know, so i was like ah just give me all of them and i'll figure out what i have if i need to move a couple then i will but i don't know i'll probably just keep all four set them up real cool and some enclosures can they co-hop uh they can't chris had them cohabbed i have them all separated right now Um, once i figure out sexes then i might you know see what i have and possibly cohab from there um but we'll okay. see yeah figure but it yeah, out
2: i always get like multiples of any speed like the standard dactylist i got five of them uh more mm-hmm. than manhorn dragons i got three just uh you know you got to make sure you have the, yeah. the both sexes
0: yeah. yeah and let's face it with geckos that tiny i mean anything's possible <laughs> exactly, so it's yeah. good to have a couple <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly I mean, honestly
1: if they're anything like the cresteds, like i said you should be able to get like a jeweler's loop and look to for pores find you know, pores i right. yeah. don't know if it's the same for evil flareds as it is those uh, yeah, I'm, i i'm i've know. never read. i'll them. have to ask chris chris probably knows he Someone
0: told me knows. he told me he had they had to be older tell the sex that came from Chris okay so well yeah. I, I don't know that that's just what he said uh maybe there's a way to do it but he'll probably listen to this and message us with-
1: what does Chris spread <laughs> the damn things
0: dude you can't say that he was our THP man of the year like, let's, the let's, the let's year. be real so you can't you can't talk crap about our our man of the year
1: Yeah. So you're doing a lot of a lot of lizards. You got the
0: mostly lizards uh, and a lot of dart frogs.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. uh, Those guys are what I'm excited. They're still like really tiny. They're uh, they're just starting to pop up the horns. But uh, they're they're really cool. It's the personality on them that I love, man. They're they're like little dogs. They I open the cage. They come running out to me. They're Mm -hmm. climbing all over me. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. I have three of them cohab because they're still really young and they look really cool um I'm, I'm a little disappointed well, not i don't want to say disappointed i, I got the akansora capra so they're like the almost all black and like green ones but after i got these guys i've been mm. seeing like some of the other subspecies that are like blue with bl- like they have blue eyes with like yellow patterns on them so mm-hmm.
0: i don't know man i like the green ones and yeah the green, the green ones really do it for me yeah.
2: I, I don't know that, that's just me though I, I, mean, same. No, I, I like I said, I don't want to say disappointed because it's not the yeah, wrong word. Maybe like right. further down the line, I can definitely see like myself I, getting I, into I just some want more yeah, more of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're yeah. definitely really cool. This the like the shitty part is there's barely any any information on them online. Um, so like, uh, like it's mostly talking to other people who've worked with them, and even when you find information online, like, like with many species, it's very conflicting information so but i mean it's been it's been like four months now and they're doing great so
1: they look like a water dragon that went rogue
2: that is yeah (laughs) very similar to the chinese water dragons and they also prone to like the face rub uh like the chinese water dragons which is like what i'm most worried about but i haven't Mm -hmm. seen any like glass surfing yet so like looks like i'm doing okay
1: and i mean how are you like do you keep those because i think i remember reading years ago that they're like you keep them like screen cages like you would a chameleon
2: so uh i'm sure that's I, changed Jake, i can send you a picture uh so yeah yeah, it, 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 yeah i have them in a they're still really young so i have them in, in uh, they're in a 10 gallon now i'm about to upgrade them into uh, an Exoterra 18 18 um okay. they they don't need so they are a mountain species or a mountain species like um like chameleons but they is that oh, you showing okay. them a picture yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I have seen those before. Those are those are pretty. Petsmart
2: Smart used to yeah. sell them. There was a point where
0: they were, were they, they were really them?
2: popular uh, as wild caught imports, but now they're near threatened, so they're barely coming in anymore. Uh, really? Oh really? Yeah. Wow. So it's I was actually searching for them for for a, a, like a good while before I find them, and and they came in. um So their mother, like, came in gravid, wild caught gravid, mm-hmm. and right. she like so they're captive born but not captive born and bred. Uh, right, but yeah, they're cool. Oh yeah, sorry. So uh, they are a montane species, so they do need that like high airflow and like high humidity at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as long as you have good ventilation, you should be okay. And, I mean, are like they the are they are,
0: Do you like their cold weather as well? Or are they? Yeah, they like lower temps.
2: Yeah. So the, I'm keeping them at room temperature, and then they have like a really small like area. That's uh, like it's a very big uh, temperature gradient from one side mm-hmm. of the tank to the other. And they're like hotspot is only at like 82, 83. I got you. Yeah. Nice.
1: Unlike the Ackies, which you like roast. Dude, that's really (laughs) like I knew it would jack up my room, but it's really jacking up my room. Yeah, dude, I I
0: walked in there and I was (laughs) like, like, uh, whoa. See that's something I'm scared to
2: deal with, still like high temperatures and like.
1: I think you'd probably have an easier time with them up there, given that it's generally colder. Colder, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would be easier to regulate your room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I walked in there today and I I was like, like, "Whoa!" Because before, earlier, like the first time I came in there when you had it set up, I was like, "I mean, it's not too bad." Then I walked in today and I was like, "Oh
2: my
3: god!" All the like the other racks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's what's their what's their hotspot at?
1: One seventy something.
2: Wow! Wow! Yeah. It's so they're like, like keep... closer to your mastics than like bearded dragon. They're like yeah. even hotter than bearded. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Keeping wow. them like keep... having never kept anything that hot. It yeah, felt weird. That's being insane. like, man. It's only getting to one t- like one twenty. It's like it needs to be more. Oh, yeah, I'm scared. And then, man. <laughs> like once I got past the triple <laughs> digits, I was like, "Are we sure I this is do right? That. I, this can't. Is <laughs> like... I can't.
0: I <laughs> can't. It's, it's just much. it's
1: unreal." And they're like, "It's." at night they're they're hidden they're sleeping or whatever i go and turn on the lights in the morning and they're right right under that heat immediately like yeah. they're warming up for the day they're getting ready and that's usually when i can kind of handle them a little bit if if the mail let me get them i tried to get them earlier and he he wasn't about it cuz once they're warmed up and they're ready to go like they're they're, they move pretty fast they're, they're like solar powered for sure just, yeah <laughs> once they get warm once they get warmed up man they're they just they're go. quick when they're even when you're keeping them at like if they're in like the 90s area that's still cool for them which is ridiculous it's just yeah. it's, it blows my mind it's like this does not feel right because I'm, I'm i don't even like letting my snakes get above like 85 honestly i keep a lot of my snakes on the cooler side to begin with right. and so when it's, it's better like, i'm only hitting 95 in this tank what the hell and it's like and the minute. lights are off yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no. no yeah when i did i did
2: research on them like uh not too long ago uh i was interested in getting into akis and and i and a lot of what i was reading saying like yeah they're very active species they need the running space and they they're always on the move uh, do you do you find us like, like that or are they generally just kind of basking
1: when the i mean when the room is like hot hot I can tell it's it's warm. A lot of them are hugging the fronts of the tubs, which is another way I know that that aki that cage is really heating things up probably a little too much. Um, but every like, snake-wise, all my stuff are on, on tape. Um,
0: you could probably, honestly, at those temperatures, you could probably turn off heat, dude.
1: See, like, that's the kind of <laughs> thing is I think hot. it's no, still I'm not like, quite it's, warm it's enough it's hot, to keep that, w- that room up.
0: No, nah, dude, it's 80 degrees in there. He's- turn, turn that off. Like people keep I haven't tried it yet. People keep cluberds at like seventy-nine successfully and yeah. no problems. No heat. Like yeah. you know, listen to Montross's episode. That's how he keeps everything. Oh. You know, all his calibrids are kept. My
1: hurting. wife is in need of assistance for something important, apparently.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, kalubirds are pretty Damn resilient, man. man. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to keep. Colubrids very successfully. I've I have found
2: that's one thing I like. One day I definitely like to get into into colubrids as well. I only have one snake now.
0: Oh, you only have one snake? Okay, what yeah, do you I only imagine? have
2: a. It's a jungle carpet python, and oh, I was selling. Yeah. I was selling Justin the other day. It's actually the, the inspiration was you guys as well. I was going into nice. well, like four years of 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 like doing lizards. I was like, all right, it's now it's time for a snake. Yeah, like, right, Conjure or carpet?
0: Ah, yeah, <laughs> the superior Morelia one. <laughs> damn right
2: Uh, to to, to be fair i wanted something for a first day something that i could actually like handle and and, then hold and no absolutely uh, he's still a little guy he's only like two years old but he's cool yeah
0: i think dude i think especially someone like yourself having having slight experience or not slight having experience with reptiles you know what i mean and like even lizards you know having that experience with reptiles i think carpets make the perfect you know, first snake, first snake. you know, I, I am still of the opinion that I know there's a lot of people that may not agree with me, but I, I am of the first opinion. If you have no experience with snakes or reptiles whatsoever. Oh, that's a roach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was acting like he was too, like, oh my, <laughs> no big deal. Like, The
2: second it started moving.
0: Yeah. But now I'm of the opinion. Like if you have no experience with snakes or reptiles at all, I don't think carpets are I'm necessarily the best first snake. I'm not saying they can't be, but I'm not saying, I'm saying they're not the very, very best. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just me. If you have some, you can have very little experience with reptiles. Like if you've handled snakes several times, you're like, ah, you know, I know my way around a snake. I don't really want a corn snake. Then yeah, go for a carpet. Like that's all, that's all you. But you know, if you're really not, you know, you're just kind of searching. Like, I, I don't know you got to get
2: past that like how to handle how to like not jump back at like sudden movements and then you, right. you sh- you're probably good yeah i agree i like i said it's only it's almost been two years now and uh I, I i'll recommend it as a first snake to yeah like you said not anybody but anybody who has experience with reptiles
0: right right yeah. not not a lot but a little you know what i yeah. mean like, Agreed. they're they're great snakes i absolutely love them and it like honestly a very docile carpet like something that was you know, very, very, you know, very several generations captive bred. You know, just very calm. You know, not jumpy whatsoever. Then, yeah, that might be a different story. And especially if it's, a, you know, a, a popwing carpet, something on the smaller side. You know, yeah, that, that that might be a little different. I but. that's
2: actually what I wanted because it was on the smaller side. Uh, because yeah. we have like the weirdest bylaws here where you can't have any snake over six feet. Uh, um. But I could not find one anywhere
0: really oh uh, man
2: anywhere they're like like uh fi- like finding carpet pythons here finding morelia here in general especially in ottawa is pretty tough up in toronto uh, there's a couple man. of breeders but it's pretty tough down here
0: oh that sucks man because i ij's are, are the best ones man they're, they're, they're the best subspecies let's face it i honestly let let's face it a lot of the community is starting to see that a lot of people are getting, getting into their poplin carpets and they're starting to, starting to gain their traction. Yeah. Still on that boat. They're the best. They're amazing. <laughs> they're all the best. So. But, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: So, is, I mean, the hobby up there wise, I mean, you're in yeah. or near a major city. I mean, is it because the only other person or people we've had from Canada are, the folks from the Canadian Herbeticulture Podcast, and okay. I think they're farther west from you. I believe. I don't know for sure, but I'm mm-hmm. not
2: sure. Are they in like Alberta, Vancouver area,
1: or
3: no. I don't know. Sure.
1: Anyway, uh,
2: it's it's in. I think I think out of all the provinces, Ontario and uh, British Columbia probably have the biggest like two reptile scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mostly here in, in Ontario, it's mostly in Toronto. So when we do the expos, we all drive up to Toronto. But that's the nice thing about the hobby here, because it's not too big. Um, most of us know, like, it's not hard to make your, a name for yourself uh, in, this, in this area. And then most of us know, most of us, when you go to the expo, it's like one big meetup where everybody's just chilling together. And so it's, it's really nice. Uh, the downside of it is uh, reptiles are 10 times more expensive. <laughs> and it's, and it's really tough to get uh, a lot of the cool species, like it's like I think for example, uh, Lily Whites and Crested Geckos. We didn't get them till for like a couple of months after we were seeing them being posted in the states.
1: Yeah. So Kiana's in Calgary.
2: Calgary. Yeah. So that's in Alberta. So that that's uh, there's a pretty big scene there too, but I, I'm not familiar with uh, like that's like a five six hour flight for me. Oh wow. But yeah. is that, that's west of you? That is west, yes. Okay. That's like the west coast, yeah. Yeah. They've got nice. Jungle Jewel Exotics up in Alberta. they got crazy uh, dart frogs. Like, some of the nicest collection. That's that's pretty much the only thing I'm familiar with in Calgary.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so Brandon's in Sylvan Lake, which is in Alberta. Uh, Alberta, too. Alberta, okay, cool. But I guess they're pretty far up part I, think. I don't I don't
0: know so if that you whole country's
1: a mystery
2: same so promise, do yeah. <laughs> you
0: do you have reptile shows in your area
2: so uh because of the crappy bylaws in my area we don't have them specifically in the city but they have them uh just on the Quebec side which is like okay. like I said earlier like a 20 minute drive because Quebec mm-hmm. has like pretty much no bylaws on uh it's like I think I think it's Texas for you guys it has like no mm-hmm. laws yeah. Quebec yeah. Is like the- <laughs> yeah <Our> so- <laughs> well that's
1: because of the French.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, which is awesome because uh, Montreal has like really big shows as well. So usually when like when I vent or or just like any Montreal show, I'll I'll like you'll find me
0: there. Nice. Cooler reptiles so, so- too. So when you when you go to a show like that, what's what's the bulk of the show, you know? Cause like here, luckily, like nowadays I am seeing a lot more diversity with the calibrids and some different pythons and stuff, but like, you know, five, six years ago, it was anything about ball pythons and leopard geckos. Like it was scarce you know even now at your classic repticon like you're gonna get majority ball pythons is that what it's like there or do you see do you see more lizards than snakes or you know what what do you what do you what do you see most of when you go to a show so
2: unfortunately it is ball pythons crested geckos and leopard geckos I got like you. if there's like let's say 10 booths like six of them are going to be leopard geckos and ball pythons and that but it is becoming like, especially in the last year or so, I feel like somehow the pandemic affected this and so maybe people were like spending more time on Google and discovering- <laughs> They're actually
0: researching for <laughs> yes, once. Yes, oh exactly. my God, <laughs> can you believe it?
2: Right, because like the the last expo I went to in, I think it was October or September, that there, there was a, a bit of a bit more diversity, um, a bit more like monitors, a bit more frogs, uh, some cooler geckos, which I'm I'm not used to seeing. Nice. That being said, there there was like two two years, three years since my last expo because of the pandemic. So
0: yeah, I gotcha.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh man, it felt so good to be at Daytona this year.
2: That's what, yeah. So uh, I'm very jealous, and I want to come down to Daytona dude. so badly. <laughs>
0: come on, man! You gotta maybe, come down. Maybe maybe next year. Look, maybe man, 2022. Come down. You can come down to Buford. We'll go her and put you on some on some wildcat stuff. We'll roll down Daytona. It's a three hour drive. I would absolutely cake. love that, man. Oh, Let's go. Let's go. Gonna man. make it
2: happen. We're gonna make it happen. Do you go
1: to like open. any of the border states? Like do you uh, go into New York or anything like that? Is I've
2: that... been to New York a few times, but that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. And 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 actually like New York, New York, Manhattan. It's only been twice. It's I've been to like Buffalo. I've been to like yeah. Syracuse and Newcomb, those areas. I haven't gone herping nice. there though. That I did go herping in Newcomb, but it was mostly for like salamanders and frogs. Mm -hmm. I didn't do much of uh, like, I don't even know if they have any cool snakes up there. It's pretty cold as well. I'm sure they have timbers, I think they go up that
0: but yeah no you could get you'll some find problems. normally of those areas i think you'll find timbers and copperheads in some spots uh, some cool. some of those areas i'm not sure where how far fox snakes go i know you have to go more northwest for those i'm not sure if they run down in the but i know that's more of a northern snake um yeah. so some of those northerner areas have garter snakes too um that's so. what we have
2: a lot of we have a lot of garter snakes so yeah. we have very cool like uh, I don't know, what the, like the locales we have are very yeah. cool colored, but yeah. uh, saying we can't we can't go out and like collect wild caught species and bring them to like, that's very mm. frowned upon here. I gotcha. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: like we can't even keep anything uh, native. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So nothing native and nothing over six foot.
2: Nothing native and nothing over six foot. Well, nothing native is Canada wide. Nothing over six foot is specifically for my city, which makes oh. it like really hard. But even then, like so I know like the whole US arc uh, thing that was happening uh, for you guys a couple of months ago, I think it was down in Florida. Yep. Uh, they're, always they're... Florida. Sorry, it's always Florida. Uh, it's always Florida. It's starting to happen like up here now they're trying to tie in on what species we can keep and they're removing and, and it's like a domino effect. Once they hit one province, it's it's just going yeah. to go.
1: Yeah. We've mentioned it before. It's just such an easy target for really at least is. here for, for senators and house representatives to, to, look like they're doing something yeah and put saving their stamp everybody. on something it's such yeah. an easy it's the low-hanging fruit for them it's like yeah. this will make me look good and i have a very good chance of it actually passing and it's got my name yeah. on yeah. it so right you know it's yeah <clears throat> it's kind of crap but
2: yeah we just gotta keep fighting it so luckily yeah. we have a group here like usr it's called Kana herp and they're they're doing a good job so far but i don't i don't know too much about it Cause yeah, it's not my just I, I, not yet.
1: <laughs> is it? I mean, do you think like the hobby overall seems smaller up there? But do you think that's because it's so large and so spread
2: out? Yeah, do you think that yeah, plays a big part in it. I, I do because, like, even getting so like even if you ship animals, we can only ship animals for four months out of the year, and then like even if you have like every city has a limited amount of like species breeders. Let's say, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're not gonna find. Like, let's say Fiji iguanas. I'm not going to find a Fiji iguana down here in Ottawa. No way, no matter what. And then if I wanted to ship it out, that's like eight months of the year that I can't ship it. So it kind of just by those eight months, God knows what I would have, like, picked up or done or changed my mind about. Like, it does kind of affect, I'm I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Got to count on those expos. Like, that's that's pretty much all we can do.
0: And that's not, that's not a bad thing, man. Cause like, I feel like, you know, I mean, obviously with the pandemic, like expos and seeing people really put things on hold, but you know, I think a lot of, a lot more in-person dealings are, are needed nowadays, man. Like everybody's kind of forgetting the face-to-face contact uh, reason. I really want to like, once things settle a little bit in my life, settles a little bit more because i'm still still dealing with a lot of stuff um but i, I want to start like visiting more people and going and like seeing collections if they're okay with it you know and like versus just chatting with people like i want to go visit them see what's up you know i want to see what you have available versus you sending me a bunch of pictures there's something you know to be I mean? said for like
2: the the passing information in person versus like yeah. typing it up if you're gonna get lazy you're not gonna say everything you want to say like yeah. absolutely agreed
0: yeah. yeah, like I went and gave a visit to Chris Montross in Alabama for a day. And, you know, just because I didn't want to deal with, you know, him shipping me. I was picking up some animals from him and I didn't want to deal with shipping and I wanted to see how he did things. And a six hour drive. He so said, hey, I hopped I'm in coming. my truck and went there and back in a day. Didn't and man, it was probably lots of fun. He just showed
1: up and said, hey teach <laughs> yeah. No,
0: yeah, it Join was. Show me great. the way, Sensei. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it was it was super cool and we just, you know, got to hang out and shoot the shit and you know, I got to listen to a lot of his stories and you know how he's done things and you know, he's you just on again. he's just a really cool he's a really cool guy to talk to. He he, he really is. He's been keeping for a What's long a time episode? and yeah, no, he's he's a he's a really cool dude. And
1: it's and, funny cuz he's pretty he seems at least in the handful of times I've talked to him like at Daytona and stuff he seems pretty quiet and pretty reserved but you get him talking about snakes man
0: dude he he'll, he'll talk snakes he know and that's the thing dude he is one of these smartest people when it comes to snakes you will meet like you will you'll know it once you get him once you get him going like he's a very he's a very very smart guy he knows his snakes like the the dude I I was talking to somebody who knows him and you know he's a he's a veterinarian and he's like dude I've never met somebody who knows snakes better than Chris. He's a veterinarian, you know, and it's it's insane. I think that's you know? an
1: aspect of the hobby though, that everyone could could use to be better at. Is just like even if it's the basics, you know, as far as like veterinary medicine and understanding how yeah. how things work as far as functions and things, and and not just snakes but reptiles in general, you know, like
2: research should be just. That as seems like a very neglected animal
1: yeah Absolutely. you know like understanding anatomy and like where all their major organs usually lie in their body and like stuff like that i think yeah you may not have a need to know that but it's but one of those it, things it where i, I kind of like to if in the event that maybe there's something off and i can identify okay that's about the area where the heart is
0: you like yeah and that's you know, the thing if you if and especially like if you can learn to like you know, dissect a snake almost, you know, be able mm-hmm. to know how to cut open a snake and know what organs are where and be able to tell, you know, if there's an obvious swollen area, you know, you know where it is and what it is. And, you know, you can yeah. do more research from your yeah, own autopsy mater kind of exactly mater book
1: is I, I can't recommend that book enough. Like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's expensive, but what's it called? It's the mater, uh, reptile and amphibian veterinary medicine.
2: That is awesome. Let me see. Okay. All right. I probably, you know. No, it's cool. I, I used to work in a lab where we did a lot of, uh, like we'd get animals that, that passed away and we'd like dissect them and prepare them for like labs. Yeah. yeah. So I've dissected a, a few snakes and a few lizards and it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. To, so to yeah, it's
1: Mater's Reptile and Amphibian Medicine and Surgery. It's the third edition, I think was the most recent. And I mean, you can buy it. It's hundred and. 26 bucks which to me i mean it's a massive book i mean that thing probably weighs seven pounds at least like it's it's huge but there's so much cool stuff in there and a lot of it's pretty easy to digest as Mm. far as like understanding it and stuff it's not not overly technical cool um but yeah i mean there's like i just go through these phases where i'm like i want to know about this and i just start flipping through that book to see what i can find and yeah You know, there's just it makes me realize there's just so much in that aspect that I'm I'm so green to and don't understand, Mm. you know, and that to me it, you know, I I'm sure like with horses and stuff like that, people understand the medical side of things a little more because that's you may not have access to a large, large mammal vet, you know, and so it's like that those people seem to like they would probably have it. More dialed in in terms of knowing exactly what, what's happening, if how to treat it, and that you know, right. I feel like with, with herbs, it's kind of like take it to a vet,
2: which I mean, which, we have the same problem,
1: but you should take it to a vet. But I think there's also sort of understanding what's going on and sort of being able to take it to a vet and be like, I think this is what's and, happening.
3: Yeah, look
1: I mean, into the like, X, Y, and Z and see if maybe that has if there's any validity.
0: to Let's it. also be honest, not everybody has access to a good vet yeah i was gonna say it's tough for us up here we have one reptile vet in the whole area exactly it's always booked (laughs) yeah so if you're able to tell certain things you know and then if you can tell something is severely wrong and you need more information you know then you can go from there you know
1: and and, you know what i've I've also kind of learned recently or came to realize recently is that it doesn't even have to be a reptile vet per se like even if it's a vet that Doesn't have much of experience with reptiles. That's still better than nothing. Yeah, but you also have
0: to find somebody that's willing to take it because some vets just won't take a snake because they're not an exotic vet.
1: I mean, in that case, yeah, then you kind of have to go further. But I think most vets are going to be like they have. I've seen it because when I live with Doug, who's my buddy, who's a vet here, he doesn't have a ton of experience with exotics. He sees them. But he has, they, they have access to an entire gigantic database of, of information and mm. cases and things. Right. And you yeah. can search up by keywords and symptoms and stuff. So they have access to information. Right. You know, even if they don't know exactly what they're dealing with, like maybe they're completely unfamiliar with the green tree python. They can still look up upper respiratory infection in snakes and be able to have some sort of idea of, okay, this is what people do to treat. This is what's been successful and go from there. Like it's still, it is much better than nothing, but is it ideal? That depends on the bet on the uh, on the vet, but no, that's yeah. just kind of where I'm at with it now. Is
2: yeah, no, that makes sense. I agree.
1: Just because they're not a reptile vet or an exotic vet specifically doesn't mean they're completely useless,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, sure. still more knowledge. Than, yeah, they still went through the practice and the training. Still more knowledge than most of us. And
1: some may even be interested to get that kind of stuff because it's something out of the norm from a cat or a dog. You know, it may be something that they're willing to take on because maybe they're just it's just something that they, they a, may never see again or something that they feel they want more experience with. And right. I mean, yeah, they're not going to make it free or anything like that, but you, you know what I mean? Like some may yeah. be open to actually trying to figure, figure it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're pretty yeah. fortunate here. Um, I actually, you know, I, I have a new vet I might recommend to you the pooler, a guy in pooler, um, an exotic vet. Um, that's the one that's but... been there for a while. I'm pretty sure they just got that.
1: The avian and exotics? Fight? Yeah. They've, they've, been, been there, yeah they've been around for a while. Okay. I've heard nothing but good things about them.
0: Yeah, no, I might start going to them instead. It's a little bit more of a drive, but mm-hmm. I think they might be a little bit more on the affordable side, and they really know their exotics well. Um, so, But we're pretty fortunate here to have, you know, we have him, and then we have a vet locally that is, she's very good. She's very expensive, but she is she does know her stuff very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but they also, they're not, that's the difference though, is like, they're the one in Pooler. they're an avian and yeah, an exotic like specific vet to- specifically they're avian and exotic. I so. Like I walk in there and they have a conure just like hanging out in the, in the area, you know? And so they are specifically that the one, the local one just accepts exotics like, you know, but they and do. And that's why her prices are higher exactly because you can charge higher for dogs and cats than you can for reptiles <laughs> right so yeah so i might yeah. start going to might start making the drive to pooler very nice people over there too i talked to them for a while i um, gotta make a
2: 45 hour
0: uh, 40, not 45 hour 45 minutes
2: <laughs> 45 minute drive to, to my bed as well
0: well that's about what it would be to pooler right? it's about a 45 yeah. minute ride from here to go to go to that one i
2: think it feels a lot longer than it actually
1: is
0: it does. Especially because when you're I, because, Yeah, Man. because you're also like changing states and stuff. <laughs> Most you know?
1: importantly, you can take your animal to the vet and then you can go to Chili's because there's a Chili's Oh before.
0: my god.
1: That's you know what'll bad. make you feel better. Dude, our last so trip our last
0: road trip we didn't go to Chili's, and I'm still a little disappointed I, about it. Things like, things happen. Actually, the last two road trips, dude, we didn't go to, during Daytona, we didn't go when we went to <laughs> Black Box. It's disappointing, man. What's happening to us? I
1: don't know.
2: How far what is you... from you guys?
0: About three for, hours, three like and a and four half. Four hours? Yeah. yeah. It's not quite four. It's like three and a half hours. It's not bad. It's not far. No, it's not bad at all. No, it's, it's funny, like... like we're closer than a lot of people in Florida are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much longer okay.
1: drive for Phil than it is for us. Yeah,
0: like tw- yeah. like twice as long. if not almost triple. That's interesting. It's like an eight yeah. hour drive for Phil <laughs> Lee, I think was, or was it like six?
2: So he probably stays the night
0: then. Oh, I guess yeah, you all stay for a couple of nights. Yeah. We yeah. all, we usually yeah. stay for a couple of nights. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's so funny how things change. Cause like I started going to Daytona when I knew nobody, like I didn't know anybody at the shows, you know, I, I didn't know. I didn't even know Justin, you know, my first year going to Daytona and I stayed with a buddy in Ocala, know, Cal is like an hour and a half away, so I'd go spend the weekend with my buddy and just drive to the show like Saturday and sometimes Sunday. Um, one time I made the mistake of going Friday, which, you know, that was just – I knew them back then. Um, but, yeah, the first time I went to Daytona was, you know, I, I knew absolutely nobody. I didn't, you know, barely knew the hobby. I didn't know anybody in the hobby. I just kept snakes because I like snakes. But
2: yeah, yeah, my first time at an expo was the same thing. I knew nobody. No
0: yep man first time i went to an expo my mom made like a whole thing about it because i was all excited we like went for like a weekend and i was like i was like 14 i think like stayed up in columbia for a weekend it was super cool it was a lot of fun first time awesome. going to a show but uh yeah yeah are there the is, is i mean history. are there
1: is the hobby pretty healthy in your area and like montreal given that yes. those are bigger areas like you have
2: yeah so like we have like so montreal especially it's it's much bigger than it is here because like they don't have all these bylaws and everything as i mentioned earlier they have uh like six or seven reptile stores within the same like 20 minute radius you go in uh there's always like hobbyists in the store Mm -hmm. uh like yeah it's it's it is pretty healthy yeah um even here in ottawa it's not as big uh store-wise so like we have one reptile specific store and even then it's still like Mm -hmm. harry's dog and uh and cat products mm-hmm. like we don't have anything just just reptile specific right but it's still like there's still like a lot of uh personal breeders and if you go online you'll find that you look for our facebook groups are pretty big like that's that's actually a big thing like you know i'm sure it's the same for you guys but like city-wise yeah. reptile facebook groups mm-hmm. and like frog groups and fish groups and all of that yeah right. Nice. it's not bad toronto's much bigger though i but like toronto montreal much bigger than ottawa like yeah uh scene wise like reptile scene wise
0: so what's like what's the colubrid phase look like over there do you see like a lot of corn snakes and stuff like we see here
2: you, you see a lot of corn snakes uh you see pretty much the same like i don't know morphs well but you see like the same four or five morphs, right just going around uh um, no, there's,
0: there's a lot of corn snake morphs out there
2: yeah I, i'm aware that there's a lot of them i don't know i don't know but i've like i've noticed yeah. that i always see the same few like passing yeah by yeah the store um and then, like mm-hmm. other otherwise, you you almost never see rat snakes. Uh, you almost never oh, see wow, like really? milk snakes. Yeah, like at the expos, you see them. A friend of mine picked up like a, what are they called the one of the milk snakes. The black and I'm sure a lot of them are the black, Hondurans. yellow, and red. But the Hondurans, yes, thank yeah. you. Uh, he picked up a Honduran at the expo, and like uh, that was the first time I'd see I'd, I'd ever seen one. Um, oh wow. Yeah, it's it's really rare. They have some of the diadem rat snakes, right? I don't know yeah. if I pronounced that right. They have some of yeah. those right now at the at the local store. But those again, are cool, like man, I rare, don't know those very are very rare,
0: cool snakes.
2: I don't think I've ever seen them like in that store before. Like, you know what I mean? Uh It's just mostly corn snakes, right? Yeah,
0: but I there are uh, there's. I would, I would die without my locality rat snakes, man. I absolutely love my rat snakes. Yeah,
2: we don't have. We don't have local rat snakes up here. We do uh, have—I think his name is Darren Boyd, Reptile Rainforest, something like that. Mm -hmm. He's about like 30 minutes from here, and he's a pretty big like colubrid breeder. So he has a lot of uh, a lot of corn snakes. (laughs) I think he has a couple of rat snakes, and he does uh, hog noses as well. Okay. Which I guess
1: Canada needs
2: some beards. It does, and a lot of other (laughs) a lot of other. sounds like Canada just just needs rat snakes, man. Send up send up some.
0: Yeah, man. I I will we'll hook you up. I'll hook you up with a bunch of locality rat snakes one of these days. Be awesome. I'll send you send you a big old box.
1: I don't even so, know. I mean I'd imagine shipping to Canada is probably a lot easier than shipping like exporting over. Yeah,
0: I think it's easier than shipping it's, to like Europe and stuff. You it's know, not like
2: too bad. Uh, it's it's just it's costly, but it's not too bad. It's yeah like, it's sure even it's, costly, it's cheaper but... than going going to Europe or okay. anything else. It's not having to go over the giant ocean. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people that import animals from the States. It's crazy yeah. that
1: that we can even do that. Because, like, what? Shipping over to Europe is, like, two days, I think. Yeah, imagine them yeah. coming from Thailand. That, like, start to finish. It's crazy that we yeah. have the technology and the ability now to, to send mm. stuff that quickly. It still yeah. blows my mind that I can send something from one side of the country to the other overnight. Yeah, that's yeah. And wild. That, I mean... I, I've been fortunate because I haven't had a ton of issues with FedEx. But to watch the tracker and like how smoothly it just goes from me to Tennessee to wherever it's going like it's i, I really want to see the i, I want to see the process but i also kind of don't because i really don't want to see what that box yeah i don't
0: really want to know like,
2: you don't want to see it get tossed around no. that's
0: also partially why like i wanted like i i want to start making more drives like that's part of that's what i want to start incorporating is like when i buy stuff from people where i know i'm going to buy stuff from people or if i'm selling stuff to people Like, I would much rather, like, hey, do you want to meet halfway and, you know, hang out, have lunch? Or can I come to you, check out your collection, drop off, pick up, you know? Because it also, like, a car ride's a lot easier on a snake than being shoved in a box. Yeah, absolutely. That's across the country, you know? and
2: Yeah, personally, that's what I do. I So, I haven't, like, I've only shipped out frogs once from Vancouver because I could not find them in the area. But other than that, I'm driving, like, no matter like four or five hours is okay to me. Like,
0: I'll yeah, I, but like you
2: said, like you chill out, you you get to meet the person a little bit more. You talk it out.
0: Like. Yeah. And it's all, I just like meeting people, man. It's always good to meet other people in the hobby. And yeah, I've actually, I've met up with a couple people, you know, a, a couple years ago when I pretty, produce, I produced my first clutch of carpets, I sold some babies and I met up with one person it was about a two hour drive to go meet her, but that was cool to actually be able to meet them. And, you know, she was cool with meeting halfway to skip shipping, you know, and, yeah, it's. You know, I'm always willing to do that. I'm. I'm going to be meeting somebody else. You know, hopefully in the next few weeks to do a trade. And it's. Uh, you know, I, I. I skip shipping whenever possible. You know, gas might be more expensive than shipping it, but it's safer the for the animal. Time, yeah, it's. It's easier. It's yeah. less stressful for me and you're building
2: relationships
0: yeah and i i like driving you know i i like traveling i like going and seeing places like seeing things you know so i'll try and make a little you know herp trip out of it or something you know along the way and yeah yeah. i don't know i just like a couple of stores on the way and yeah exactly i like moving and doing and meeting people and you know going you know and seeing things and i don't know it's fun and yeah like i said shipping shipping is just so stressful to me it is like it's so much it's so much easier to fill my truck up with gas, shove a snake in a tub and rock and roll. You know, I don't have to do with all these labels and put, e- put them in a tiny, you know, Tupperware and into a box and bring them to FedEx. And yeah, know. see here we have
2: this, uh, we have reptile express and we have reptile runner. Mm-hmm. So we don't really yeah. use uh FedEx, but even though, like, even though they're so careful and I've seen, I'm always hearing like good things about them. I'm still scared. Like, You never know what's gonna happen, right? Especially with like the species I'm working with, they're they're a lot smaller than like snakes. Oh yeah, like I could be shipping a a, a, like a one gram gecko, uh, one gram uh, frog. Sorry, like that's insane. It's It's a little scary, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, man. But
1: what are you? um, What do you got
2: frog wise? I know you got the Vitatis. Yeah, so I have Phyllobates Vitatis, I have Rantomea Vanzolini, I have Dendrobates Tinctorius Oyapoc, um, like Dendrobates, lucamelis the mm-hmm. Guyana, the banded yellows, and then Epitobates, uh, the Ancas, not the so, not the red ones, the blue ones, uh, they're like red and blue, and I think that's that's it for now but uh, <laughs>
1: i never I, I always wanted tanks i never got my hands on any of them though they're the the
2: so the beauty of them is that they're very bold like I'll, yeah. I'll go up to feed them and they're both like just sitting there waiting for me uh but the downside is they don't have a loud call so like my favorite thing about the Ranatamea and the and yeah. the anchors and the vitatis is like hearing them all call at the same time so my room sounds like i'm i'm like in the amazon jungle right
0: that's awesome yeah yeah
2: but the 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 tinks don't like they call but it's so low that i can't even hear it from mm-hmm. from like outside the tank so uh but they're cool they're cool i i, I think i'd like moving forward i think i want to work more with more rana than the mm-hmm. tinks and like the the bigger ones but um uh, but the are cool that the Tinktories are cool the Lukes I had were awesome.
1: I really enjoyed those, and the you know all the ranitomeya that I had were were awesome. And there's just something about them, like being such a small species, and being able to keep them in you know smaller groups and in a smaller tank, and they take up less space. And
2: did did you have any? Uh, did did you did you keep all your ranitomeyas in like uh, pairs and trios, or did you have any in like bigger groups?
1: No, they were they were at least trios or at most trios. At most, you, okay? Because um,
2: I have been hearing a lot about like females um, being aggressive towards other females, mm-hmm. and I had five, and I think I lost two, and so the group I have, like the breeding group I have now, is actually two males and a female. Yeah, so I'm wondering if the do. the female is like that. This one female maybe took mm-hmm. out the the other two, or this was I like had, two or three years ago. And yeah, so I had
1: my imitator out. veradero. I think those were that was two point two. But like the Vanzolini, that was just a straight pair. Okay. And then the, uh, I just had this female variabilis southern. I didn't have a male. I I wanted to get a male for her, and it just and the times when I was like ready to get one, no one had any available. Yeah. And then the times that I, I wasn't, of course, everyone's like, "Hey, I got variabilis for sale."
2: Yeah, I'm looking for for some Ufaga right now, but uh, mm-hmm. they're like so hard to find up here. The like the Bastimos, I think they're yeah, a lot of browns, but they're they're beautiful. But I anybody that I've spoken to, that's like, yeah, I'm breeding them. It's it's they they either another have babies ready, or when mm-hmm. they do, there's like a hundred people wait list for them. So uh,
1: I I tried my hand at the typographica or the pumilio, the the blue jeans.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had cool. some.
1: I got some of the imported ones from underground. I don't know. I can't remember if I traded a group of. I traded a group of Vitatis for them, because I had so many Vitatus that I traded underground for some of those and those. Yeah, Vitatus or rabbits. Yeah, the the Pamelio didn't do great, and I'm I'm almost positive it's because they were imports. Okay. Um, they were really cool, but they just they were super shy. I heard they're um, a little
2: bit tougher to keep
1: imports for sure i think if you're dealing with captive bred ones they're not nearly as as difficult but yeah i just took a chance on it i kind of had a feeling it could go either way and nice you know it's not you know just traded a bunch of froglets for them and
3: yeah. it worked
1: out but the the vitatus were awesome i really wanted to get more into that group
2: yeah i have Definitely about like, like 75 and, babies yeah yeah no they're Gen-5. cool i uh, for the Ufaga, I've been hearing, or uh, just been listening to other podcasts about like frogs and whatever, and been hearing about people creating some something like Rapashi, where you can basically feed to like the obligate egg, uh, the obligate egg eaters instead of like their parents laying uh, infertile eggs. Mm-hmm. which Seems like it would sp- uh, speed up breeding, but I don't know if that's reached up here in Canada and if it's actually if it's actually a good replacement for the infertile. I haven't,
1: eggs. yeah, I haven't even heard of that before. I have to look that up.
2: It's yeah, it's, I, I can't remember the name, but if when I find it, I'll I'll send it to you. It's it's definitely something that's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I think I'll get back into into frogs eventually, but those, man- man- those got right today I, were just so much fun. They're so I, cool.
0: I really think you should get into frogs again when you start breeding the rhinos. Like yeah, as, I was as telling well about as that, that, rel- that, 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 as like- well as the tadpoles work, dude. That's like that yeah. is an easy like easy feeder. Oh yeah, I saw it earlier. Oh Trust God. me, I was eyeballing that sucker. It passed
2: ever. by the camera as well. By the way,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what my wife was texting me and calling yeah. me about.
0: But nah, dude, I, I really think you should get back into frogs when you start breeding those, because like that was like it was so that thing that was the first thing it ate, and it was like immediate. Jake, you know, we gotta get you into frogs too. Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> the Nerodia. I've always, yeah, I have Nerodia. They're basically frogs. Um, okay. No, but I've thought I have thought about because the the tanks are the big ones, right? Yes, yeah. I, I I always know that those they like they really fascinate me because they're I like big frogs. I don't know what it is. Maybe I really like, like the philobates. I the really like you know, the, uh, the goldfoots or uh, the, the blackfoot sorry. The yeah, ones that walk a, walk around a lot, you games. know, they're out and about. They're big, you know. They're 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 beefy frogs. You know, those I wouldn't mind having like a nice display, like out in my like my living room. See, that's the best part know, about deal. the frogs. It's, like it's I would, love, I would love that. Yeah, no, I I would yeah. definitely do that, but I would have like one tank. I'd have one tank with like a trio the of builds the tanks are fun, though. and that would be it.
1: <laughs> honestly didn't think I'd enjoy the, the putting like the design and building of the tanks as much as I did. It's yeah. it's
2: a big part of the frog hobby. Like people spend like time. a year or two working on the tanks before they even oh, put yeah. frogs in them. Like it's yeah. it's it's a big because you want
0: them because a lot of people want them established first. You know they want them suckers growing and you know already got algae on the sides before they <laughs> put that, put them in the, yeah. in the gear. You know? Especially like my grow out bins for my baby froglets. I'll, I'll set them up like
2: six seven months in advance and just keep dumping yeah. springtails and isopods in there weekly, just yeah. so they have like a constant food uh, source yeah. when they're young. For sure, which I'm sure, Justin, you've you've experienced this before.
1: <laughs> there's never enough flies. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so and there's never enough flies. Like I I have 15 cultures and and oh like pro- yeah, <laughs> and I'm probably going to need some more soon. Like it's
0: yeah. So do you just have like flies all around your all around your room?
2: You know what? It's it's uh. <laughs> so there's the I, I learned I can't remember where I learned this, but if I, I put like a small piece of uh, banana on a uh, like a bottle cap inside mm-hmm. the enclosure. So the fruit flies kind of all stay inside, like they go towards the banana rather than trying to leave the enclosure. Right. But even when they do leave the tank, uh, they don't get far. Like I'll, I'll, yeah. like they like end up like dead right, right they outside the, like, like on the floor, they dry up and I just end up vacuuming them all up. I so I it's not you. so bad. It, it gets annoying, especially like the, the, the bigger ones with the wings. Uh, the hydii. The hydii. they don't fly, but they still, I, I feel like they still manage to get a little bit further than the, the melon Mm-hmm. Yeah not great at pronouncing. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're like they're within like 10 minutes of leaving the closure. Obviously that's an Jeez. exaggeration, but like they don't, they don't annoy me as much. I gotcha. But yeah, never enough flies. <laughs> never enough flies. How yeah. are you
1: have the tinks in like pairs? You just uh, yeah. Like, like two yeah. per
2: tank? How big's the tank? Yeah, be? I have, so I have, uh, my tinks are in an 18, 18, 24, which mm-hmm. uh, I think is an overkill. Now that I've done it, it's, it's, it's too big. They like, they're too tiny frogs, you know? I think you can get away with an 18, 18, 18. Um, I have my Vitatis in a 12 by 12 by 18. Mm-hmm. And they they seem like, like I've had those, those were my first species and they've been in there for like three or four years now. And uh, they seem very happy. So I think moving forward, I'll probably do like 18, 18, uh, 18, 18, 18 for tinks, like 12, 12, 18 for like phylobates. And then like the rana right I have them in cubes. Even though it's like like when I first uploaded a YouTube video of uh of like the the build for that tank, I got a lot of hate. But they they're breeding, they're happy, they're mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think they need a bigger tank than um <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's a twelve by twelve by twelve.
1: You no, know, that episode we did with with Alex Menke at Frog Daddy. Like I've taken what he talked because that was one of the main things I wanted to talk to him about when I because that was kind of when I was first getting into darts and like. Deciding what I wanted and keeping and stuff because I really wanted tanks so I didn't get them but yeah you know every time you look at something as far as care for tanks everyone's like don't do anything other than a pair per like forty gallon tank
2: what because it's That's it's believed huge. that the females uh fight and they drown each other like there's a yeah. lot of like there's I've never actually aggression. seen this happen but there's like a, yeah apparently a female will drown another female or will just sit on top of her so like she kind of just. Just trying to kill her, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. And
1: seeing Alex's room and knowing just all the everything that he's bred and produced and stuff, I wanted his take on. It. And his thing was like...
0: Because he had his in 10 gallons, didn't he?
1: I don't think it was 10 eh, Some of them, I think they were sort of like grow outs. But he's like, it's so much more about how efficiently you're using that space and filling exactly. up the space in between the bottom and the lid and making sure there's like tons of options as far as hides and like visual barriers and basically building it so that there's a way where they can get away from each other. They can claim their own little territories. I can you know, agree. I've more. I've thought about that and applied that to how we're keeping snakes too. Cause you know, yeah, there's a the whole debate about racks versus, you know, naturalistic type setups. And I don't think it's a whole lot different. Like you can keep stuff in a rack. And if Just, you're trying to make the most out of that space, depending on how deep it is, um, You know, having like the 3D printed purchase from David Brahms or other stuff like helps you utilize as much of the space. Just in general, general. you
0: should should see my racks, man. Because like I've started using it, I'm gonna start using it for carpets. I've started using hammock thingies, hammock, like your little
1: the netting on top of the not the netting, but the fencing stuff. Oh yeah, the the fencing
0: stuff. But I've started using. So I got it. I started using it because going to Chris's, but the it's the the green wired stuff. Mm -hmm. It works. 10 times better than any of the stuff because you can bend it how you want it and it actually stays. So, what do you Dude, use it for? Like perches? Yeah, for perches because it just makes perfect, like they're little purchase rectangles, the chilt, like that it. by that. And you can just, I have it flat and then I have the legs that come down. So, like in my tubs that are that big, you know, my perch is that big and then, you know, it can sit over the water dish or over mm-hmm. wherever it needs to. And then for the taller tubs, I have some of my rat snakes in. You do the same thing. You just make it taller, you know, but it's really sturdy. And that's why I like it because you can use it for bigger stuff. You know, you can put it and make it tall and do it over the big things. Like the plastic stuff works great for like the babies. But even then, the plastic stuff, you can't manipulate like you can the wire stuff. And then the wire stuff is also coated. So it's not like, you know, it's not straight. Metal, yeah, you know, it's on not the gonna snake, or anything. you know, yeah, yeah. and it, it, dude, it is fantastic. I love this stuff. It's so much easier to move around the cage and deal with, you know. It is, it is fantastic. So it literally every every snake that I have is that it's at least semi arboreal has those in the tubs. Anything that's fully terrestrial, they all have two, three hides. Mm-hmm. You know, I take cardboard and I rip it up and just throw it in there, yeah. man. You know, they like soil mini-tune. on it, throw it out, rip off a new piece. You know, they're always getting new hides.
1: And even with the Aggies, you know, having those, that pair and that it's a 200 quart tub, you know, to some people that may be small for monitors, those but Aggies I think tiny. it's, it, they are small. I mean, the female, if you saw the female there, she's, they're both growing they're like crazy, up. but utilizing more of that space and having it so that there's like a branch that goes from one corner to the adjacent corner. So there's like, and that goes right under the light. So there's like the mm. hot spot. um, Tons of layers of like terracotta pot. I broke some terracotta pots and put them in there. There's some rocks like they have their humid hide and little dig box that they never use. They've (laughs) actually, they spent more effort digging under that than they have digging in it. Um,
2: my stenos do the same thing.
1: Yeah, it's just utilizing as much space as possible in the setup. Doesn't matter if it's dart frogs or anything else. You know, obviously there's some species that aren't going to get much out of that, like blood pythons. Like I'm not going to put a perch in with a blood python. Will they
0: use it? But that's depending your species. You know, like that's exactly like for just, for a yeah. pituofis. I don't put. Perches in for pitohuios and racks. Granted, if I had a pitohuios in a cage, I would probably give them more of a platform. I feel like Yeah, they probably. Use you know what I'm to, You know what like I mean? Shelf. Just like an elevated shelf. You mm-hmm. know, whereas a rat snake, I'm going to give them a shelf, but I'm going to also give them a perching area to actually grip onto and climb because rat snakes are much more arboreal. But pitohuios and a rack, you know, I'm not going to worry about giving them something to climb on because they're really not going to use it. If anything, I'll give them taller hides for them to sit on if they want to, whereas all my rat snakes, they have the wire mesh to actually climb on and perch on if they so desire. Um, You know, but that's all knowing your snakes and knowing how to utilize the space that you're using the best, you know, and there's not, there's so many, there's so many different ways to keep snakes well, you know, and correctly. And, you know, like I have, you said, ra- knowing I have your species. Exactly. I have rat snakes set up at my house, three different ways right now, you know, and it's, it all works <laughs> they're all doing fantastic
2: yeah I, I think the other misconception when it comes to like size of tanks is is like arboreal versus terrestrial especially i'm like i'm talking when it comes to dart frogs many mm-hmm. people don't know that dart frogs actually like are really good climbers for example so right you know when they're telling you get that big tank is because they want that floor space that terrestrial space rather right. than but you can use that vertical space no as well b- so yeah. i assume yeah. it's the same thing yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely and, Knowing your species, yep, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, what is there a species you want to get into or get into more?
2: Um, the Mountain horn dragons, first of all. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, have you guys? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know the, that name off the top of my head right now. Uh, hold on, look it up. Guys, heard of the emerald tree skinks?
1: Yeah,
3: mm.
2: those some guys. Of our, some of our buddies keep
1: those. Jason Keller's got so uh, he freaking loves them.
2: Lamprolipus Smardina.
1: Smaragdina.
2: Yes, maybe that. And then the other one that I've been really uh, been looking up a lot, and I also can't pronounce, Gastropholis priscina. Um, they're the green keel bellied lizard. They are both like, kind of, like more personal. So, like my past like four or five years in the hobby, I've been keeping like geckos and like, crested geckos, the halmahera geckos, the morning geckos. All this stuff is very. I mean, they're cool species, don't get me wrong, but they're all like, okay, give me the rapashi I'm going to go yeah. sleep. I'm going to sleep for the rest of the yeah. day. Like, I'm, you know, but like now having the mountain horn dragons where they're like reacting, like interacting with me and all yeah. that, I want to kind of work with more species that seem to have more personality. And um, those two specifically, the emerald tree skinks and the uh, green keel belly lizard, the folis, they seem to be like animals you can kind of, you know what I mean? Like handle more often, you can get yeah. them to calm down. You can work with them, and then the other side of it is they're not just strictly insectivores. So if if you are running running out of crickets that one day, or, or you're not able to get your bugs or whatever, they do take, uh, they will take ribashi. So mm-hmm. you can get you can get by like for a couple of days, or I mean, right. it's obviously it's their, it's not their main diet like the the new cal geckos, but they they do okay on it. So yeah, those are two species I'm looking for. They're uh, very hard to find here have a friend captive breeding them in captive breeding the emerald tree skinks in toronto but uh uh other than that i i they're like i don't even know anybody else who's working with them mm. the gastropholis pricina there was one one pair at the last reptile expo and i didn't i didn't see them till they were purchased and i saw them in the person who bought them oh,
0: <laughs>
2: so I, I would have definitely uh, picked them up uh the, the thing about the gastropholis is when you find them they're either going for like one thousand three hundred dollars, which is way above their price mark. Dang. So the pair, the pair at the expo were six hundred dollars, mm. and I've seen just like individually unsexed um, for like a thousand, thousand two hundred. Oh, so it's like God. I'm not gonna just go and do it when I know I can find the better price for them, you know? Right. But even then, it's like I, I see, I see them once every six months, like once a year. Like, um, so they are out there. They are out there. It's just hard to find. But definitely more into, yeah, more into like smarter lizards. I would like to get into snakes, more snakes one day, but uh baby steps, baby steps. Although I'll tell you what, uh the ease of care of a snake—something you guys have mentioned on here many, many times—the ease of oh, care yeah. of a snake compared to like having to feed the geckos all the time—it it, it makes a huge difference. Like I, I, okay. I sometimes feel bad for my carpet python. I'm like, do I need to be doing more for you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please, like, yeah sometimes with snakes less is better man it's, yeah no 100 percent. like he's i mean
2: no, like he's definitely super healthy and super happy like i like you said less is more i i know that if i'd be doing more with him i'd be more annoying him than not <laughs> yeah um but yeah other than that i actually so the Stenodactylus geckos i i mm-hmm. i bought them from a random person online and they were they were unsure of the species so i ended up with so I bought five of them and I ended up with uh, three Stenodactylus petrii, one Stenodactylus, Stenodactylus, and one Stenodactylus dorae. So kind of my next mission now is to maybe find like another Stenodactylus, Stenodactylus, another Stenodactylus right. dorae, or like just more of like kind of even out the, the numbers between the species because they are very cool. Um, I, I don't know. This is like a common trend. You might hear. I like the, the noises and the calling and yeah, uh, they're, they have like, Almost like bird calls. The the ah, second like right. half the lights go off in the room, it's like, like dusk. Um they'll start making these like little chirps and bird calls and run after each other and it's That's just awesome. it's super cool to see. So I definitely wanna uh work with them more in the future.
1: Yeah, those are neat looking. They're like a if a knobtail was
2: crossed with like a a viper, kind of or yeah. like a leopard gecko. Yeah, they're right. yeah. Yeah. And they're tiny. That's the it's... beauty of them. So like they max out oh, of like what? three three point five inches.
0: That's like a coleonics and a knobtail out right. of a baby.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to get into coleonics now. Yeah, I, I want to. I want two coleonics now that I've got. Now that I've are, I'm into bugs and I've got the Chinese cave geckos. <laughs> I want some coleonics.
2: I did not know what they were until Justin mentioned them the other day, and uh, yeah, me too.
0: American leopard geckos, yeah, man. man. Yeah, and then the other thing
2: that I, I've another species that I've, I've actually been like looking into and I'm very interested. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Periodora picta. They kind of look uh, similar to like leopard geckos and the colionics and everything, but they're I think Madagascar based. Okay, and they stay a little bit smaller as well. But they uh, they're a super cool species. I don't know if I can
0: send you guys a picture. Yeah. One uh it's talking about frogs. One thing I was looking into because Cox said something and it piqued my interest. The uh the the climbing toads. Which ones? The uh, I I can't remember those oh, uh, the, the ones that are like teal from...
1: with yellow. Yeah, okay. I
0: mean, like climbing tree toads or uh, something like that, okay. man. Oh, dude, those look those look so freaking neat. I, I like toads a lot. I don't know. They're kind of like one of those like original herps for me. Just like just I like feel good, that. Old, good old American toads, you know, and Southern toads.
2: I like the, uh, know, and... the what are they called? The purple atelopas that Nick's, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nick Stacy. Um,
1: the harlequin toads.
2: Are they called harlequin toads? I think so. No. I mean, that's
1: the only purple ones I know of. But...
2: Let me see. I just know them. They're not a name. Yeah. Attilopus varius. But the Harlequin toads are more of the, the green one. There is what what's the subspecies for the purple one?
3: Oh
1: yeah, the Picta geckos are cool. I've seen those.
2: The Picta yeah, yeah. They're There's they're awesome. Right. I said I wanted to tell you to, uh So they are called the purple Harlequin, yeah. Okay. They're they're awesome.
1: The uh, viper geckos look like fun too. That was one that I think used to be much more common. I have a friend working
2: with them right now. Uh, she has, I think, four females and two males. And I'm definitely going to be picking up some babies once they're ready. They're very cool.
0: Oh, man. These purple harlequin toes. They're oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. The The issue with them, uh, from what I understand, is that they're very hard to breed because they need, like, a river setup. So, like, oh, I it's, gotcha. it's like have constantly like flowing water and then they feed off the algae on the rocks or right. the tadpoles feed off the algae on the rocks. But um, even if I wanted to try that, uh, there is nobody working with them here in Canada and I could not get my hands on them. <laughs> so Jake is talking about the um, yellow spotted
1: climbing toad. Yeah. All right. Let me look that up. Rentapia hosai.
0: They're super neat. Josh's frogs produce some. Um, they're was...
1: big and they're arboreal and. Oh, those look really big. Yeah. Also, oh okay that I blue like and that. yellow
2: spotted that's nice yeah, they're pretty neat i don't know if you guys can see that
0: yeah oh yeah that's awesome oh that's so cool
1: yeah a lot of that stuff you have to have like a
2: very specialized like a,
1: setup a rain chamber because i've always like bumblebee toads always interested me and i never i don't know if i'll ever end up getting those but that's a similar thing where you have to have like a a rain chamber and you have to simulate like a you know heavy rain and they have to have the pool and stuff to lay the eggs and, oh, i gotcha so, yeah See, i don't like not it's as like, difficult as it sounds those
0: but, wouldn't be something i would be really interested in breeding obviously i want i would want to give them all the things they need right. to be happy and established like rain chambers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's cool, but that's not something I wouldn't be too worried about actually breeding them because like me, I just I love frogs. I just I absolutely love frogs. You know, I grew up catching frogs all the time there. I love tree frogs, toads, all that, all you know, that crap. Toads. Oh, man, those are so cool. So it's like for me, like I would more so just enjoy having a really, really cool naturalistic setup for something like that, you know, and because I'm all about displays i want to have several displays once i get more established in the house and and stuff i'm going to be setting up a lot of displays for some local colubrids and
2: yeah what i'm doing is kind of kind of split up the room into like a display side with nice tanks and like the side with all the ugly tanks yeah Uh, (laughs) but for me it would actually be the opposite i think if i had them i think i'd want to breed them just to see how like the the range set up and see how like maybe you breed them once just to to go through that process you know for uh, sure I think one of the best things about the hobby is, is the whole DIY process and all the other aspects that come with it. So like, sure. you you dive into a project like that and you're, yeah, that's like that's at least like two three months of work where you're not like, that's it you have something to do right? Right. The other thing I've been finding really interesting, uh, for talking about amphibians, is uh, newts, but they're also really hard to find
0: here. Oh man, I used to back when I was a kid. I used to have some. I used to have some newts and and aquatic frogs. That was those are those were really fun. I, I really yeah. enjoyed having those things, man. So that was back when I couldn't keep snakes, so I was getting anything I could that scratch my itch. And I had geckos and newts and frogs. And yep,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, newts were a lot easier to find around the pet stores and stuff. But a couple of years ago, now they're like impossible. Yeah,
0: I really haven't seen a lot of them. Um, my thing is like I like. I don't do aquatic stuff and you know news from what I know are pretty much fully aquatic you know and I just any anything that's like you know things that are need humidity like frog you know like toads and tree frogs stuff like that Like I can deal with but stuff that's aquatic um I'm good I can't at it's least right now.
2: That's fair. It's easy. It's easier than I think that most people think, uh, once you, Oh, like, that's right.
0: You breed fish. So you're, yeah. You, you're, you once you get the, like, the that, s- yeah.
2: cycle of like, once you get like uh, understanding the cycle of an aquarium, the like the ammonia, nitrates, nitrate, nitrogen right. cycle and all that your, your goal. Like once you set up an aquarium, you pretty much never have to do anything other than like a water change every couple of weeks. Or...
1: Is there anything you learned from the aquatic side that you took and applied to herps?
2: I, well leaving it alone that's one thing uh, Aha, you know you and honestly the Don't more you touch do, it the, yeah the more you mess with an aquarium the the worse it's going to be like the more you do water changes the 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 longer it takes to to stabilize and establish uh but that's one thing i think the second thing with patience is you can't like you can't force a fish to do anything right you can't you can't right. force a fish to breed you can't force a fish to eat you can't like like with a reptile, you can hold it and stick uh, stick some food in, in its mouth, for example. Obviously, don't do that, but you know <laughs> what I mean? You can't even like, you can't do that with a fish. So I think that's, that's um, one thing. But for uh, dart frogs, I think would be like the most relevant. Setting up a fish tank and setting up a dart frog tank is more similar than people think. Right. Um, and then once they're set up, the care is also very simple, right? Like you're doing a water change on, on a, on a fish tank. You're, you're draining, uh, the drainage layer in a frog yep. tank every couple of months. Like it's, it's, it's this very similar hobbies with just different animals. Um, uh, you're essentially setting up a system that's going to last, like the better you set it up, the longer it lasts. Right.
0: I also feel like fish people could transfer easily, easier into reptiles because they already have the don't touch it mindset with like the actual animals yeah you know yeah. what i mean like because you can't hold fish and like if we're all being honest like if you're an avid keeper of snakes like we all know our snakes don't love being handled yeah exactly. you know, there, there yeah. are there are very few snakes that enjoy coming out if any you know like I uh, don't want to cuddle no no they don't most <laughs> snakes tol- tolerate us handling them you know yeah. and so you know, but fish people like you can't you can't hold your fish you know, so like you already have that. You know, you're okay with having a pet that you can't have in your hands.
2: Exactly. And you know then there's the, I mean? the setup too. Like for for fish uh, fish keeping, it's like uh, doing the aquascape and all of that. And then mm-hmm. for reptile keeping, it's like you got to set up the. You kind of get that. I want it to look beautiful. Look right from that side as well. Exactly. It's like a display. It's like that's what aquariums are, right? They're uh, like furniture for your home, kind of. And you can't have
1: hold too many of fish, them. for the record yeah it's
2: just uh, not recommended it yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not gonna turn out <laughs> yeah.
2: that's true yeah. that's true
0: one of these days when i when i have more time to commit to animals i i do want to set up a a tank i'm trying to i'm i have a lot of things up in the air of what i want to do because I, I have worked with tanks a little bit I, I i had i helped take care of several fish tanks when i lived in texas a couple years ago Awesome, and um i i did grow to enjoy it and i was actually in the in the work and i was working on building a um a parrotfish tank i was nice. in i was i had just gotten the tank and i was in the middle of about to start set it up but i had a you know everything crashed and burned over there so um not literally but um so i've, I've always had a liking to it but i haven't you know, I know I'm not in a spot to commit the time to it. And I also want a fish tank when I know it's gonna stay right there for several years and I don't have to move it. And I haven't been anywhere very permanent for a while. Um
2: so, that is the worst you know. thing about the aquariums. Moving yeah. sucks. Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah. I never yeah. even thought about that. Yeah, yeah, moving
0: moving snakes is bad. I can only imagine moving fish. Yeah. No. Especially like
2: the like the big tanks and the weight is one thing, but like fighting a hundred shrimp out of like a five gallon aquarium where you can barely see them. is a whole
0: nother. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like it would be, you know, snakes getting, you know, shooken around a little bit in a tub shooken. is one thing. Yeah. But Shooketh. like a, a fish getting vibrated in water going down the road, I, I think is a little bit more traumatic yeah, because they're I, like, getting entirely moved they're feeling the water, every single know? bump. <laughs> like, yeah exactly you know snakes are one thing because they're just chilling on the bottom of a tub but yeah. you know if you ever watch water move in a car like it doesn't look very smooth
1: it moves uh, the same as my bangs oh my god <laughs> But yes <laughs> <laughs> so you started a uh, a podcast i did semi, semi-recently
2: semi-recently it's only been like A couple of months, I a couple of months and I wasn't active for a few of them. So, semi recent, we're at episode 11, about to release episode, no, not even, uh, about to release episode nine. Sorry,
1: nice.
2: So, yeah, and and i I,
1: sorry,
2: go ahead. No, sorry, I said when I'm about to say what ah, when I say I'm about to release, it's I I think another two to three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, what made you decide to, to start one? Um, so. Firstly, I think the more people, uh, the more of how do I phrase this? The more people in the hobby that are putting out content, uh, the bigger the hobby will grow. The more, the more people putting out stuff online, the more op- opportunity for people that aren't in the hobby to discover the hobby. And you yeah, know, you're bringing sure. we're, we're growing the community, right? Um, and then also, I like once I discovered you guys, I binged the entire THB. And then I binged all of like snakes and stogies and then I found <laughs> animals at home for uh, Dylan from animals at home. Mm-hmm. He's up in Canada here. I binged all of his content and, you know, I went through all of them and eventually I was like, damn, I'm out. <laughs> so, <it's laughs> I'll been, make like, my own. <laughs> exactly. There's, there's space yeah. for more. There's space for more. Um, yeah, man. And yeah, that's, that's it. I, 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 mean, it's also another opportunity for myself to learn. Right. So like mm-hmm. every, every guest I have on, I'm learning something new, I'm learning about a different species and, and like, Knowledge is the name of the game in reptile keeping, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Yeah. What's your so you're you're releasing episodes like
1: once so, or twice a month? What's your
2: so the plan is weekly. I did I did weekly for a couple of weeks and then I mm-hmm. uh, had some I struggled scheduling for a couple of weeks and that threw me off. Cause like at first it was like okay, I have I already have an episode for next week. I can record an episode for the week after now. Right. And when I missed a week and then the I actually missed two weeks because of um, some guests and uh, so it just completely threw me off schedule now we're at a i'm at a point where i'm uh, i'm recording like five six episodes ahead and then i'm going to start putting them out and during that five six episodes or during that five six weeks i'll have time to record like another five six Just mm-hmm. also what i'm going to be doing for for my youtube channel because uh being consistent is tough and like if you're not consistent you're not really going anywhere in in uh, on youtube or just in with content in general yeah so Kind of batch recording is the new system. Hopefully I've, it'll work. I don't know.
1: I thought about trying it. I don't uh, I don't know that because if I did it, I'd want to l- try and like schedule it on one day and just record back to back to back and then release them, you know, periodically. But I think the way we do it now is just it, it works. works you guys, We've yeah, gotten, you guys have a
0: system already, like you said. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it works. Don't fix it. Don't it. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. That's know? what
1: Rogan does. <laughs>
0: What? honestly
2: though like i've considered doing that but even then like let's say you want to schedule like five guests on the same day how hard is it to schedule five guests on the same right. day right right you know yeah. like and then like yeah it's like during the morning everybody's at work so there's no way you're scheduling people mm-hmm. that, at that time and then it five, in, it'd have to be a weekend yeah and, yeah
0: for sure
1: i ain't giving yeah. up a whole day off like that <laughs>
0: For no, the, that's, the, that's the, how that's your
1: network man. Yeah, that's how Rogan used to do it before he switched. Oh, I'm sure he still does it that way. But when he was with doing like the YouTube thing, he'd have like three people in a day. Yeah, because oh, really? so I used to stream him live, and he doesn't anymore. But
2: interesting. I don't know. I mean, Everybody refers to Rogan when they well, talk
0: yeah, about man, podcasts. Yeah, man, he's the original.
1: Yeah. Orig- he's like the first real podcast. You know, he got yeah. in before podcast. He made podcasting
2: thing. a podcast. He
0: was a podcast before <laughs> podcasts were cool.
1: He set the standard. You know, when I it's coming though.
2: Podcasting becoming more popular. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's already there, Bo. It, it's it, not it's, I don't even it's think there. it's close. I don't what? yeah, I agree it, with Justin. I don't think it's I close. Think it's, really? It dude, everybody still, I talk to listens to podcasts now. Everybody, I'm telling still, you, man. I think I, I think, think in like two to three years. Some of these be, younger yeah. youngest right now, though, the younger generation, like the generation right behind me, is all about podcasts. Millennials. But the one wonder. right behind
2: me is
0: not. Okay, how old are you? I'm. Well, I'm gonna make myself weird. <laughs> I'm 23. Uh, okay, yeah. So yeah. like, you're you're about my age. You're only a little younger than I am. So, yeah. Like, but see, I feel like everybody in like the everyone well, yeah, in my I age group is listening to podcasts. Okay, but, like yeah, I, was, I guess I'm thinking about people like ni- like 18 to 23 ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Frankly, I don't know how, <laughs> I
1: don't know how traditional radio is even still hanging on.
0: Well, they're still there, not, man. It's they get their views well, from that
2: 30 seconds before you switch, like when you turn on your car before you connect your phone. Yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds, that's what they're <laughs> living off. That's where they get their money. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. They're gonna be a lot be of
1: people like to radio, TV man. And, and satellite TV, it's gonna eventually kill itself. Yeah, because I think, I not think, too, on their pricing, there's not gonna be nearly as many people watching it, so therefore, advertisers are gonna jump ship at some point, And so, I haven't watched TV in like three years. Opposite. Yeah, I haven't either with yeah. streaming and stuff now. And everyone and their mom has some sort of streaming platform available, like how yeah. once, network and, and once our TV generation is, is, is unbelievable.
0: Once me. our generation are the old people, it's done. We, the, it's going It's It's going to be Remember gone. When we had a know? Giant satellite in our front yard be, because like our, we, we, we are max. like the first, like, you know, Justin, you're, you know, what, four or five years older than me, whatever.
1: I turn 31 next month.
0: You know, like you between me on the younger side, like we're like the first generation of like, yeah, you know, I totally lost my train of thought. I, I know where I was going. I think that. in like I two to three years, podcasting oh, yeah, no, will be as
2: popular yeah. as YouTube. Yeah,
0: yeah YouTube, yeah. like all, like all TV shows, radio. When our generation is in our 60s to 80s, like long gone. Yeah, long absolutely. gone. I would even say fifties. You know, yeah. once, once Justin, you know, once this age group is in our. What do you mean, once Justin? <laughs> I said Justin, I was gonna once say Justin, Justin and myself, but like I realized you're only two years behind me. So like, once this age group. Are you dude. only
2: twenty
0: five? Yeah. Well, I turned twenty six in January, but yeah,
2: I turned twenty four in January. Sweet. Okay.
0: Hey, nice what day? Sixth. Sixth. Ah, uh, you got me by a little bit. I'm twenty second. Okay. Okay. The. Yeah, uh, cool. It's awesome I, though.
1: Yeah. See, uh, and I. I feel like my age group, like, I won't necessarily say my generation, we were, I was born in 90. Okay. I firmly believe that anyone that was born pre, like, 95 straddles this weird area where we're in the loop with technology, (laughs) but we're still attached, like, we still have the mentality when I was your age, and morality of like what it was like before we had all that, where it's like we had to play outside because there was nothing else to do. We didn't have a computer, we didn't have smartphones. You know, it's it's very strange, but at the same time, it's like I'm completely in the loop on what TikTok is. I'm completely in the loop on yeah. like all the other apps and stuff like that.
0: See, I feel like, like our age odd. group
2: is sort of sort of in that as well. Like. I didn't have a cell, like a smartphone, growing up. I had to play outside as well, you know. Yeah, I didn't. Have maybe a just not I didn't, as much I as you, you know.
0: I didn't even get a phone until I was like fifteen, and then at then yeah. it slid sideways. Yeah, like, it was the, I, the
2: open up ones. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I didn't have a smartphone, so I didn't get a smartphone until I was eighteen. Some yeah, of the people
2: like, listening to this who are much older are probably thinking like, "What are these kids?" Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. need to
0: shut up. Yeah, <laughs> man. Nah, man. But like, yeah, I didn't get a smartphone until I was freaking eighteen. I, man. I mean, I think about I was senior in high school when I got a smartphone. I
1: think about my kid, yeah. and I think about the subsequent generations after, and sort of how difficult it's going to be. I think because there's going to weird things are getting weird.
0: Yeah, dude. Things are getting, getting, getting better, weird. But things are getting weird. Yeah, things are getting real weird. The, the world's not getting better. I, I am like a full, like, full believer that we're all just gonna like burn up and die. I'm
1: eventually. curious to see where things are gonna be when I'm like 60. I'm scared uh, to see well. I'm a little I'm, I'm a little terrified. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to know. Things could get better.
0: It I, could get worse.
2: Things are <laughs> definitely right
1: could now. get worse. <laughs> things can always be worse.
0: They're definitely horrible right now. What are you talking about? Yes, they are. Like they are definitely that bad.
1: I mean, it might be horrible for people in third world countries.
0: The state of our planet. That's okay.
1: That's that's. I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about us as a species. Yeah, us as a species is
0: F too because we're Fing Mother Earth like (laughs) that. We are just destroying our planet like we're going to get wiped out for sure. Like we that. are humans are the most invasive species on the planet. Like are you kidding me?
1: Like I yeah. think ignorance might be the most invasive species on the planet.
0: Well, that is humanity. Just, Listen, human literally freedom. that is humanity. I'm prejudiced to yes. ignorance. We are like the human I I don't know. I have hope
1: cuz remember technology is getting better. We might be able to figure out something, put a giant air filter or something above that's like the size <laughs> of China. <laughs> Maybe the aliens Just come down and give us something to use. Yeah, get the dude that makes the Dyson vacuums to make something <laughs> and figure it out.
0: The dude that that guy looks like the guy from River Monsters. I don't care who says the Jeremy same. Wade. That dude looks like Jeremy Wade. Like, oh my gosh, it blows my mind. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But where are we at on Wait. time? wait oh, yeah. or are we wait. not finished with our timeline yet plans,
1: for the, podcast oh. moving forward. plans oh, yeah. for the podcast moving forward like where do you where do you give us your so give us your, your two to five sort of...
0: year two to five year plan man he has what, a five what, year okay.
1: plan. what is it don't is die is it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, pretty much that's that's exactly it don't yeah. die <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so the the like the the original <sighs> idea behind the podcast the reason i named it daffy's round table was because I wanted it to be a bunch of roundtables, which is like a bunch of like multiple guests on mm-hmm. um, just one topic. So one of the first topics I wrote down was actually like a mm-hmm. Nido virus roundtable and just have a bunch of different people on like kind but of. You should get Casey
1: Cannon deal. on for that. Oh. Maybe, I would right? love to. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> well, <laughs> Casey,
0: don't Casey's want to
1: view on Nido is, is hilarious.
2: <laughs> exactly. It would be like a, a proper like debate between like different views. Right. But as we know, scheduling is really, really tough. Mm-hmm. So I've not been able to do that yet, but that's that's the plan for the future. Just start just start uh, round tables on mm-hmm. specific topics. and I have like a long list of topics that I'd like to get into. That's but, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> so it's not a two or five year plan. It's just a plan. At some a point, plan. at no, some point, I'd like to do it. That's uh, what
0: I do, man. What do you always say, Justin? You know, announcing your plans is a good, good way, way to make, make God, God laugh. laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good yeah, saying. Yeah, that's why. Like we've all, dude. Since we started this podcast, it was always just the there is no plan. We're just gonna sit here and talk and see where it goes. And man. like, how many years has yeah. it been now? Three years now. Yeah. See, you know what? One if I'm four. if
2: I'm still doing it in three four years, I'm gonna be very satisfied, no matter what the. You know, I mean, like I that's that's. A blast, I mean, you
0: know, like last, you want
1: to you want to have goals, but saying I well, want to yeah. have this goal and have it done. No, but by see, there's, 1st there's a difference. first of 2023. There's a
0: difference between saying but I hope I have a thousand listens. I have a thousand lessons by this time period versus. I'm gonna do this, you yeah. know. Like yeah. it's okay to be like, I hope this happens, you know. Like I want this to happen. Oh man, a thousand yeah. listens
2: would be nice. I think I'm at like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's
0: all good. That's awesome, just though.
2: Part of the right, trade. Right, part of the trade. Right? Yep, yeah. of right the wave. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah That's man. what we've done. Let it take us wherever it may.
0: Me and Justin just Beautiful. tagged a bunch of very it's well-known like people and got I our just, name out, kind of forcibly
1: we're the guys in the back kind of nervously staring at each other and going, dude, the- isn't that weird though? I Is feel like working? we kind of,
0: we kind of, I feel like we kind of forced our way into, into this because we did that. We didn't, nobody really saw us until we did that, that shout out episode. People we look up to and tagged everybody. And then they listened to it. And then like, that's when like some people actually kind of hurt us. And I don't know. Yeah. We were just kind of like, we're here. Pow. So that's what i I mean. That's what I should be doing, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just tag a bunch of people. Just man. tag a bunch It'll of work. people. Yeah. The just difference, tag everybody. I
1: think it's 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 authenticity. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah. being yourself. It's not trying. To oh yeah, don't be. Anything. Yeah, that's
0: the biggest thing, man. Don't be fake. You know, like that's the people that we shout out and gross. say that
1: we look up to, those are people that we genuinely talk about outside like of this. Off the podcast. Yeah. No, I oh, agree. All the yeah. time. Like there are people that you know we feel like they needed. You know.
2: You're interested in their projects, not just the people themselves, and and all of that. No, hundred percent, I agree.
0: But like, that's also the thing is like you're genuinely you're interested in the people themselves, like outside of animals as well. You know what I mean? Like you know these people, you know personally, and Yeah. yeah, that's that's a big reason why Chris was our man of the year because we know him personally. We know what goes into his collection. We know what he deals with. You know, and how much work he puts in and all that. Exactly. Because like, you don't know, like, cause really like, we don't know what people put into their collections. Like, you know, you know, like myself, you can see, you know, the snakes that I post, but you don't know how many animals I have. You also don't know that I work two jobs on top of doing all those animals. You know, it's like, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes of these things. You know, it's like with Chris, you don't know that he's got, you know, everything else in the world going on on top of maintaining an incredible collection, you know, and there's a lot more yeah. to it than just having animals. People have lives. And when you see the other stuff that goes on, it builds a whole new respect. I for, get more enjoyment people.
1: out of talking to guys like Chris. We're talking about Chris. Um, Paint Painchab. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, they're, like, you could just as easily go and find... <clears throat> Jay Brewer or any of, like the really big guys that have massive followings and like try to get them on as a way of sort of garnering, trying to capture some of their audience. But, but then is yeah. it real? Point, exactly. Like, what am I going to talk to Jay about? Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I would, there's guys like Montross and Chris and, you know, countless <laughs> other people and Chris, that are just, Chris. you know, they're doing really cool stuff yeah. and it's like, yeah, they don't have the massive following. But they, you know, they really the should. They're there putting in, they're in the
0: awesome. work, you know, like, yeah. the quality and the content quality, like yeah, is there. Exactly. Yeah. it's Like that's the thing, man, is that that quality, those, those quality defines. Yeah, it is. But like there, but they're, there's so many people out there, but they're not in the limelight because they're not flashy about it. See, that's what, that's what, what I mean. The, the, what like, I kind of meant,
2: like, it's, it's not too hard to make a name for yourself here in Canada. Because mm-hmm. there's not too many people doing it, so like when you are like working with a specific species and you you become known as working as that specific species, yeah. it's kind of like a push for yourself. But I imagine it's a lot tougher uh, for you guys.
1: It can be. I think it's just yeah. a matter of you know we're in the with the the social media craze and people doing That's a really really stupid shit. people the, like the...
0: flashy. People like yeah. the wow factor, man. So if you're not Figures, you know, snake videos and all that. Yeah, if you're sitting there showing somebody a video how to, I don't know, properly set up a snake or do something, whatever, versus you know somebody free handling a cane break, you know, like it's it's night and day. Like the dude handling the f- cane breaks to get all these views because oh my god, look what he's doing! You it's know, the but.
1: same. I mean, it's with the same with like any. TV or it's reality anything, TV. Or why do you think Tiger? Why were... why
0: was Tiger King so popular? I because it was. Oh my God! Did I you watch Tiger
1: King 2? yesterday? I and
2: should I bother or not? <laughs> I mean,
1: it's, it's worth watching. It's definitely not as like dramatic as, as the first one. Bizarre as the first yeah. one was, yeah. but maybe it's because we've seen because you're used these, to the first we, one. We've now. seen yeah.
0: these people. And it doesn't like... get it doesn't get crazier than what yeah. It was. I mean, it
1: was it was worth watching, but it was and it's funny because they actually. So the dude that was the hitman, they're supposed the to be the hitman. Well, they were, they were, they were shooting some of that downtown. Because yeah. if you watch the second one, he's sitting on the waterfront right and they're talking to him and it's like i've sat on that bench yeah <laughs> oh is this in the same area you guys are in? well not, yeah well, well
0: no not tiger king itself but one of the guys like the hitman he's from jeff, buford
3: jeff
1: lowe was here at one point and they yeah actually jeff talked lowe about had a business here in the se- well they talked about that in the second one they talked about buford because they got the guy who owns that drive-in movie theater oh really to talk about that liquidation business that he had right next door and how he was supposed to have a reality show for that but it never happened and I mean, they talked about him being here in Beaufort, and mm-hmm. and I don't, It was just weird. It's like ah, I know that. Like Beaufort's yeah. not a big place, so it's no, kind of funny it's not. that it's like, I you know, like, yeah. You Jeff I could have been there. that was <laughs> the reason we have ordinances in Beaufort now for exotic animals. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, he just he just got run out of town and just yeah. left? Yeah, dude was, dude was now.
0: keeping tigers in like sm- a small cage up, was, at a liquidation store. He was trying to open <laughs> like, one person ruins it for everyone. Yeah. No. example, man, <laughs> free handlers. Mm. Yeah, one
1: person ruins it for everyone.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: everything's just very over the top now. Like we're we're sort of in this state where things constantly have to be upped. Like we get adjusted to things. thing like the stimulus knob is always having to be cranked to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. Like things just have to get more and more ridiculous. Otherwise, it just doesn't get the doesn't get the attention. And I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that we, you know, when we have people on, it's people that we genuinely want to talk to and genuinely They're real have on people, the show.
0: You know, like the not, genuine people.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> no, sure. yeah, and
1: it's it's just not wanting to like the. I would rather have the guy like Montrose or the guy like Chris or you know Harlan or any of those guys that do a ton of really cool stuff, and I don't know as much about them than the people that are putting out vlogs you know, where I know what they ate for breakfast that morning. Yeah. You know, like there's not a whole lot. There's, there's not much to gain. Like there's, there's information no mystery wise
2: there. there. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of the way I look at it.
2: No, I agree. It makes a lot of yeah. sense. So that's awesome.
1: But where do you have the, uh, where do you have the podcast out like platform wise? Uh, it's everywhere.
2: Uh, okay. It's on Apple music. I, it's on I, Spotify. I, yeah, it's, I just followed it on Spotify
1: yesterday. So
2: thank you very much. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's it uh, the plan is for it to be on everywhere i'm pl- hoping to start releasing in by this coming wednesday so uh yeah in the next couple of weeks you should be seeing it in places mm-hmm. and and that's the that's the, that's the plan and jake if you're uh i was actually planning to wait till, i was gonna message you but i was like why not ask face to face if you're down to come on i'd love to have you on for an episode as well
0: to yeah the, man Moralia, Let, let Morelia episode yeah, yeah, man, yeah. just let me know when I gotta like I said, oh, I, cool work, I work I work two best. jobs, so I've got kind of a packed schedule. But no, yeah, um... I figured. If you have a Tuesday free, I can do Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday's is perfect for me. Actually, that's pretty pretty that's much my we day.
2: Did. We did it. We did a Tuesday. Yeah, oh, Tuesday's well, there you perfect for me. Yeah. Tuesday's okay, about nine p.m. Tuesdays. I might I might actually have to make Tuesday my day then. <laughs> are
1: you Are you on Eastern Standard Time?
2: I am. Yeah. Okay.
1: Really? So like 9 PM Yeah. ESC, what? And I was like I don't know if they use. Oh, that blows
0: in my Canada. mind. I never would have thought, but yeah, that makes sense. If he's like right above right above New above York. US. Yeah, yeah i mean that's that's straight up when you went
2: when, when we were I talking about scheduling time and you said 9 p.m est i was like wow i don't even have to go to google amazing yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, yeah. that's awesome yeah man i can do that just um i, I can do tuesdays or sometime during the weekend um, i can awesome. do Sat. i can do saturday or sunday or tuesday so yeah. yeah just let me know
1: where can people find you
2: as far as yeah socials social stuff. all that everywhere um, everywhere daffy's reptiles on instagram facebook youtube i have a twitter i don't use it but i mean if you're a twitter person i'm on there as well That's uh awesome. mostly like youtube and instagram daffy's reptiles and then daffy's roundtable for the podcast again on youtube spotify apple music and all of that awesome but link in my bio <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go <laughs> yeah.
0: awesome man yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, brother. This was a this was a fun episode. I really enjoyed talking to you.
2: I appreciate you guys having me on. This is uh like being a longtime fan and seeing how it works from the and even being on. Like this is uh it's an honor. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank glad, you.
0: Glad to have you, really sure. appreciate it. Yeah. Well,
2: this yeah. was episode one
0: forty two, huh? I said we'll definitely be in touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I need to figure out this monitoring thing because usually before we can, yeah. Hear I don't like it. And I really, can't. That's and so why I, can, I
0: have this open because I found myself yelling into the mic a lot because I can't out. hear, you know. And but um. Anyways, yeah. episode one forty two.
1: Steve Snakechewery, please go give him a follow. Um,
0: Buy us hot sauce. Buy us hot
1: sauce. We will see Monday, Monday, Monday. Episode one hundred of snakes and stogies
0: and you guys will hear my stupid voice it's gonna be fun i joke.
1: got a cuban in the in the humidor
2: ready a to go Cuban
0: in the humidor, you got any cubans
2: i got any cubans <laughs> next <laughs> time got i gotta a do a cuban. snake and sogies episode then hell yeah man there i'll yeah, just sit in yeah. the garage <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. we got some plans for kind of what we want to do for episode 100 still not fully fleshed out we probably ought to figure that out soon
0: you let me let me know if I can do anything for episode 100 man.
1: Give me $1000.
0: I can't. I can't. <laughs> so do I that. can get
1: stuff for my lot.
0: I can't. I can't do that. And piss Phil off just cuz. Well, if you ever want to shoot that it's thing. It's going to be the if, Miata. If, if, if you want to shoot guns. it sometime, we got property. I guess your parents have property, Yeah, mind.
1: I don't really shoot out there though.
0: You it's... can shoot at my property. We have a big berm built up and yeah, stuff Yeah, I want to I need to take Katie out. Yeah, I mean we have we have a lane like we have a big berm pile Perfect. with like stuff yeah we perfect we can we we used to shoot we'll make that happen we used to shoot long range rifles and stuff out there
1: long guns long guns all right everyone have a good evening yes thank you so much for coming on man later